there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. My oh my, do we have a lot to discuss over here, Aaron Torres. Good Lord, we've got a final four that is three quarters of the way set. What do we have here? San Diego State, Florida Atlantic, and UConn. Did My you think we would be here? What, what I, is I, I Florida actually, Atlantic? No, I didn't know you, you were FAU. I'm a UConn guy. You know that. You know that because I had a wedding on Thursday and we talked about it nonstop on your show in uh, uh, in Indianapolis. But yeah, no, I, I had all these three teams in the Final Four in my bracket. Uh, I'm in second place right now going into this one. So, uh, you know, we'll see what happens with Texas and uh, who are they playing again? Miami today? Yeah, I have Miami too. Yeah. So we'll see if I can go four for four in my bracket. But how you doing, man? Everything good? Wait a minute. So what's your bracket look like? You just heard me. I have UConn, Florida yeah. Atlantic, um, San Diego State, and Miami. So if Miami Are you wins serious? this. No, of course not. I'm not serious. <laughs> I lost Arizona on the first day, and everybody was out once I had once Houston lost the other day. <laughs> what was your final four? My final four was Arizona, Houston was my national champion. Um who else? It was so bad. I can't even. I had Marquette coming out of the East. Now, I knew the East was going to be crazy. I didn't know it was going to be Florida Atlantic. And I had UCLA. I wanted to pick UConn, but I figured everyone would call me a homer if I picked UConn, so I decided against it. Uh, so I, I should still have one team remaining if I didn't buckle to peer pressure and internet uh, cyberbullying. Oh, man. But I'm down to zero. How is your bracket looking? It's freaking terrible. I'm surprised. Because it was a murder scene at the beginning of the the tournament over here. I had Arizona winning the whole thing, and I had Purdue going to the Final Four. So immediately, I'm like, well, I guess I'll wait till 24. You know what I mean? (laughs) And then we're checking the bracket standings, and I was doing okay. I guess I was getting other things right. Now all my Final Four teams are done. I had Gonzaga getting to the final. Mm. And if that happened, if they at least got to the final four, I had a, a legitimate chance because there are so many upsets. 
I, I don't know anybody that's going to have more than two yeah. Final Four teams in our bracket challenge, Fox Sports Radio. So I, I can't speak to the Fox Sports Radio bracket challenge, but it's funny because I, I'm hosting my own bracket challenge, and there was you know a couple hundred entrants, and just out of curiosity, I looked to see who was atop the standings as of right now, and there's like one guy that has Texas and UConn, there's one guy that has San Diego State and UConn, so they're both in pretty good wow. shape. Obviously, Texas about to tip off. And then other than that, you know, like the guy that's in third place had like Kentucky winning the championship. And so it speaks to how crazy the tournament is. Um, I think it's fun, though. Like, where are you? Are you like Mr. Anti-Small Schools, I only want to see Duke and Carolina or... Oh, no. No? Okay, good, good, good. No, good. no, I branch out. I thought we were going to fight about that for the next three hours. Really? So. <laughs> <laughs> it just felt like that is the thing, yeah. Like, it, big school, no? Is that... A- the vibe I, I put out yeah, there? Yeah, you know, you're an elitist, Notre Dame, you know, you got that Notre Dame background, <laughs> covered Oregon, if, you know, if you know if they don't have a, a shoe company backing the program, you want nothing to do with it kind of vibe that I get from you, but uh, but no, 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 it is it is a big thing, you know, I, I was hosting my show uh, on Saturday night, last night, you know, UConn game was final, but we were kind of coming on right after the Florida Atlantic game, and it was a, it was a spirited debate between Jason Martin and I, if it's a quote-unquote quote bad thing for a school like Florida Atlantic to make it so I think it's a good thing you I I think it's a great thing I say this I wish that college football had more of what college basketball has instead of the usual suspects of oh crazy Alabama and Georgia are in the thick of things you know what I mean in college football I would rather there be some more whoa where did this team come from in college football I wish college ball had more college basketball implemented in it than the other way around Put it this way. Would you rather that college basketball was like college football and it's just Duke, Kentucky, Duke, Kentucky, and then somebody else? No, I wouldn't want it to be no, like that. No, I mean, it makes it makes the tournament the tournament. That's what was why we watch, why we consume, why we all fill out a bracket. If everybody knew who, you know, nobody fills out a, a college football playoff bracket, one, because right now there's only four teams. I do think from the football perspective, though, I, I think that'll change a little bit once we get to 12 teams in 2024. But then I think the big question at that point would obviously become – you know like does anybody actually make a run like mm-hmm. you know it's easy to say oh there's 12 teams now it's so wide open well man i've seen cincinnati in the playoff against alabama i've seen um washington in the playoff against alabama and and they don't match up uh georgia and uh whoever so i, I just look at it and say like i i think in some i'm not a, a in favor of expansion of the college football playoff but I do think there is something to getting more teams in where at least the potential for something like this could happen. Yeah, and I wonder too, we'll get into this a little bit later tonight, but I wonder if once there's college football expansion, if being in the Final Four is going to be a big deal. I know it's not going to rival college basketball, but... It's interesting. So I was thinking about that the other day because like, so I know everybody hates bowl games except for me but i i think there's something no no no, i'm serious because i think there's something like meaningful to making the playoff even if you know you're probably not going to win it like when cincinnati made the playoff that was unbelievably cool and i'll give you another example like this year when tennessee up until late in the season was in the playoff race like that fan base was so excited now if you're a three, if you're a three-loss team that gets in as the 11 seed, like if you're Tennessee, are you just excited to be in the college football playoff? Are you like, crap, we lost three times in the regular season, then we just lost again in the playoff. We got destroyed by Georgia for a second time. So I, I will say, and you know, this is maybe something we talk about over the next couple hours. Maybe it isn't. I don't know. But like, 
I do think there are like some very unintended consequences that are coming for an expanded college football playoff that most people haven't rationalized, but it shouldn't take away from the fact that um, this is an awesome college basketball tournament and a college basketball event with a lot of super intriguing teams. Oh, we can get into all of that. Okay, cool. We can get knee deep into all of that. I mean, I'm here till five, so uh, five Pacific, eight Eastern. So yeah, yeah, me too. Both of us. That's great. I thought I was maybe getting out an hour early, but apparently no, 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 we're, not. We're, not daylight savings today. No, that was like three weeks ago. Okay. You're, you're here till eight. So. We also have to get to a Super Bowl like ticky tack call. Maybe we got to get to that momentarily. Here we are broadcasting live from the Tyrac.com studios tyrac.com will help get you there an unmatched selection fast free shipping free road hazard protection and over 10,000 recommended installers tyrac.com the way tire buying should be i'm brian no he's aaron torres here on fox sports radio so tie game final seconds san diego state little uh little pull-up shot from from the free throw line little little lean in and a, a little little hip check if you will a hand on the hip, and they call the foul. San Diego State splits the pair, go on to win the game. It was not a, um, oh, that's clearly a foul. But I think technically it was the right call. It was ticky-tack. It was ticky-tack, but I think it was the right call. You? So the answer is, I think we're going to agree a lot the next three hours. I actually agree with you on that. Um, It's one of those, like, for people who didn't see it, like, I would have had no problem if it wasn't called. Right. But it was by definition a foul. And if it was, if the same play had happened with 11 minutes left in the first half, it probably would have been called and it wouldn't have been a big deal. And again, it, it goes without saying, and I think this is always important, right? Is like, I'm a believer, like, one call never impact. You know, you can never blame one call on deciding an entire game. I'm trying to find the stats, but um, Creighton. I don't think Creighton was awful offensively. I think it was more that San Diego State was great defensively. But Creighton finished 2 of 17 from 3. And at one point, they were like, I don't know, like 3 of 15 in the second half. And it was like... So that's probably more of a credit to San Diego State's defense. But like when you sit here and play, the, the say the, 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 it was a terrible call. Even if it was a terrible call, don't go 2 of 17 from 3. Go 4 of 17 from 3, which is like 23%, and you win this game going away. So, I don't know if you could win going away, but you would have 6 more points. So, yes, you would win going away. Um, I, it was I, I wouldn't have had a problem if the call wasn't made, but it was the right call, and it wasn't why Creighton lost the game. We're pretty much on the same page about the call. I differ from you based on the other stuff, though. Because mm-hmm. I think you can play that game with both teams. You could play it with, you know, Creighton, hey, hit more threes. It's like, well, hey, San Diego State, you guys score more points. You know what I mean? Like, if you point, if you, because a lot of people did this with the Super Bowl, with the ticky-tack holding call. And it's like, uh-huh. hey, Philadelphia, you know, stop Mahomes and company in the second half. They scored touchdowns on whatever it was, four straight drives. And it's like, okay, you can play that game with the Chiefs too. The Chiefs allowed 35 points. They allowed but Jalen Hurts. they didn't lose though. They didn't lose, but I'm just saying it does sometimes come down to a call, right? Like it's not about you just taking care of your business. You can play that game with both teams. Okay. It's a close game either way. So it comes down to this one call. You say it comes down to a call, but it didn't come down to a wrong call. It didn't, right. Yes, there have been games that have come down to a wrong call. That's right. 
Um, I don't think this came down. If you want to argue that, yes, it came down to that call. San Diego State won by one because there was a foul called with under a second, or I think it was under two seconds to go. Then yes, then by definition, this game came down to a call. I don't think it's the reason that San uh, that Creighton lost, and I don't think it was a wrong call. But yes, by definition, I would say it came down to. A That's call. rough too with Creighton, where again it was a ticky tack call. I thought it was a foul. Some people will differ. You know, if you're decked out in Creighton Blue Jay gear, you might not have thought that was a foul. But then the end sequence plays out. Creighton inbounds the ball. What is this? A former high school quarterback, quarterback. or something? Oh, yeah. Inbound. That dude's got a rocket launcher yeah, over Bill there. Charman, yeah. Get him in the NFL if he doesn't have a future in basketball. But the guy throws it all the way down. There's a good 90-foot pass, roughly, right? He almost overthrew it. He almost threw it yeah. straight about. So, yeah, he threw it almost to the other basket. It lands probably about two feet from the out-of-bounds. Both guys go up. It gets tipped up in the air. And then the refs determined that by the time it hit the ground, the game was over, and San Diego State wins by one. See, that that is rough because they go to the replay monitor, and we're looking at it. Gene Steratore says it's probably point two, point three left. That's what he initially said. And he's like, they can actually go back and see if the clock started immediately when it should have, when the ball was touched initially. And then they're they're reviewing it. They're hemming and hawing, and that, that's the end of the game. That's it. And you're thinking, if you're Creighton, we might have point two, point three for a tip shot. At least we have an opportunity, and they didn't even get that. That's rough on the heels of the ticky-tack call that led to a made free throw. We'll see if there's any sound that comes out, but here's my controversial hot take, okay. is that they couldn't determine who actually knocked mm, it out of bounds. Right, you, you, right. you saw the replay. For people who didn't see the replay, the ball gets tipped. Both guys are going for it. It's it's kind of a bang-bang play. I'm not sure that the ball wouldn't have been San Diego State's ball anyway, Right, but... The point being is that that it felt like a little bit of a cop out. I'm not gonna lie. It, it, so, but San Diego State, man, I wonder what the thinking is, right? Like yeah. if they're looking at that and they're like, "We think it's San Diego State's ball, but we're not quite sure." So there well, is this other avenue we could take. That, well, as we say, it's supposed <laughs> to be like in football where if it's called a certain way on the court, unless there's indisputable video evidence. The other thing too, which would be interesting. In the tournament, they have what's called like a pool reporter that is mm-hmm. supposed to get access to the refs after the game. So um, I'm just browsing social media here really quick. I don't see anything that's come out yet. Um, it's going to be interesting. Let's just say this. I can't think of every game that's been played in the tournament, but this feels like the most controversial ending for sure. Um, I see Diego State's going to the Elite Eight, which is crazy. Yeah. Think. Final Four, Final Four. And it's not to take shine away from them. It's just... One of those sequences, the way it played out, is pretty interesting right there. No doubt. Uh, we've got Miami up 7 nothing in the early going. Hurricanes out of the gates quickly against Texas. Man, so you could have no higher than a five seed in the final four if Miami wins. Is that right? No, UConn's yeah. a four. Well, four. UConn's a yeah. four. I'll tell you, I'm, so I'm a UConn guy. I will probably go to the final four next. I'm going to be there anyway, but it was just a ma- I wasn't going to stay for the games. Gonna be a lot of good tickets available. If, it, if it's Miami, Florida, Atlantic, San Diego State, and UConn, I think plenty of good tickets will be available. Now, so, if Texas makes it, the, the games are in Houston. That's a different conversation. So wait, you're just gonna tailgate and then leave no, town no, 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 before no. the game? I'm, I'm uh, you know, it's like when you go to the Super Bowl. I I do a show on Saturday. Uh-huh. My show is during the games, and so I've never really felt the need to miss a show to go to the games just to go. 
Um, so I've always just flown back the morning of, done my show, watched the games from home. And so now that my school's in it, I think they just announced officially they will be the second game next weekend, probably about an 8.30 Eastern tip-off. You know, I come on air at 10 Eastern. I wouldn't be able to go to the game and do my show. So I will probably, as Miami's up 9-2, goodness, Texas, um, I will probably just stay in Houston and stay. But then it's like if I stay for the first game, then I'm probably going to have to stay till Monday. It's, you know, it's, it's a whole thing. Look at you, and I'm the elitist over here. I'm an elite. What do you mean? You as the UConn guy. You know, if I stay there for Saturday, Huskies for sure are going to be in the championship. That's what I'm saying. Is like, (laughs) do I book to Monday, not being sure? Because then, you know, I got. I was going to leave Saturday morning. Now we're talking about a full 72 hours later because I'm not going to book until Saturday and then leave Sunday if they lose on Saturday at 11 Uh p.m. Central Time. You know, so it's whatever. It's whatever. It is what it is. All right, we got a lot to do. Coming up, it's the new school one and done. We'll explain. I'm Brian No, He's Aaron Torres. Keep it locked right here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This league uncut. The new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes, and me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Brian, though, he's Aaron Torres here on Fox Sports Radio. Our guy, Kevin, look at this. Look at him. He's just transitioning straight into the metal bump back music realm seamlessly over there. Very nicely done. You, you, you had to talk about that on, on your show the other day. About the bump back music, yeah, remember? that's right. We weren't talking about you, Kevin, but we said, what is the etiquette on at <laughs> telling the board op not to name names? It definitely wasn't you, Kevin. Like, hey, your music selection is, you know, it's not really not really doing it. Now, I'm not talking about you, because this is actually the first time I've ever worked with you on the board. But 
This was a conversation me and Brian had just like yeah. literally two days ago. It really was. And he said, screw the board up. Do what you want. I was I'm like, the captain now was his exact quote. I, I was said, like, wow, you got to let him know. You got to tell him. Like, if the music sucks, you can't just sit there like, man, this music sucks silently. You can, yes. You just blurt it right out there. Well, At least that's what I do. Yeah. Not in, get to get into boring radio <laughs> semantics, but like there is a purpose to the music, the comeback music, which is to get the crowd reengaged that's been listening to commercials for the last couple of minutes. And, and what's better than For Whom the Bell Tolls by Metallica to get mm-hmm. you reinvigorated over there, you know? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah, reinvigorated. Did I just invent that's a word. word? No, that's a word. It is a word. Okay, good. You can be invigorated, but then you can be reinvigorated. That's great. You could be energized, or you could be re-energized. Yes, that's true right, as well. Right. Uh, we're brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Early going here. Slugfest. Bit of a rock fight so far. Texas ahead, 11-9. to nine. Miami at the free throw line, so they trim into that. 11-10 right now. Hook them with under 14 minutes to go. A little bit of a slow start offensively, yes. right? A lot of a slow start. You got the under? Well, I actually didn't take this game on either <laughs> side, but no, because the Houston – Miami is a very high-scoring team, and the Houston game – now, I was at that wedding that I've, I discussed with you the other day and I've discussed on these airwaves, but it felt like it was a very high-scoring game early and then Houston was kind of playing catch-up from there. It was 42-38 to 38 at halftime, Miami. So that was in the last game. So I don't think we're getting to 42-38 in this one. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a slower start right here. They could get it going. It was cool because the show you were on, Aaron, so I was filling in doing some Indianapolis radio. Sure. And Aaron, you were on... Thursday, you know who else was on was Nigel Pack from Miami. Oh. So he's an Indianapolis kid. He was on the show on Thursday and then he erupted on Friday for what, 29 points? He was sensational. So you had all the big ballers on on Thursday. And you know what? That's a good transition here. We're going to circle back to your wedding and uh, being the... Yeah, it wasn't my wedding for the record. Not your it wedding. It was a wedding. A wedding, but you were the uh, the MC, if mm-hmm. you will, right? I was, yeah. Um, we'll, we'll transition back to that, but how about this? Nigel Pack, I think this is the new one and done, Aaron. Okay. We used to hear this all the time where if there was a school that featured some one-and-done players, and they didn't have a deep run. Maybe they had an early exit. Ah, oh, these one-and-dones never works out. You heard that quite a of bit. Course. The new school one-and-done is the transfer portal. Like, yeah. Think how many kids have gone from one school to the next, and this is their first year with the new oh, school. Oh, for sure. Right? Think of Keontae Johnson with, the, with Kansas it's State, the... Nigel Pack doing his thing with Miami. Mm-hmm. There are plenty of examples mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. this is the first year they are at their new school, yep. and it's not going to be viewed the same way. I don't no. think you're going to hear, oh, this transfer portal, uh, yeah, it didn't work out for you. But that really is the new school one and done. Well, it's interesting because, so you look at Texas, Texas brought in a bunch of transfers last year. And they really struggled. And I heard somebody say this. I thought it was a good point. Wish I could have taken credit for it myself. Is that it really was the second year when all those guys got comfortable with the system and the campus and the this and the that. And it's not to say they brought back the entire team, but I think they brought in probably about five transfers last year and four or so are back. Several of them on the floor right now. Marcus Carr, uh, Dylan Dissou's hurt, Christian Bishop. So I I think there's something to it. I think the one thing um, that cannot be denied, people can like the transfer portal, they can dislike it, but it's here to stay. And I also think to your point, Brian, I think why this season, 
the first year of like the full cycle where kids can transfer, nobody has to sit out, nobody has to apply for a waiver, nothing. There were supposedly no great teams all year. I just think it's going to take longer for these teams to gel because everybody is bringing in new pieces, new parts, really uh, every offseason essentially now. You know, what's also interesting too is it's typically, whether it's the transfer portal or it's a one and done, we typically only harp on the negative side of it. For sure. I don't think that we put the positive side on a pedestal. It's a bit like the rest versus rust thing. Sure, sure, sure. I think especially in the NFL where Mm -hmm. it's automatically chalked up to that. If you're a team that clinched the one seed, for instance, sure, sure, and you sort of rested your starters in week 18, and then you have the the first round bye, and then you don't hit the ground running in the divisional playoffs, it's like, well... Pretty rusty over here. Sometimes you just have a bad game, man. You know what I mean? It's automatically chalked up to that. And I think a lot of times it shouldn't be. So if we get back to college basketball and it's a one-and-done thing or it's a transfer portal thing, I think everything is automatically chalked up to that. And I don't think that it should be. There are some times where, yeah, that has something to do with the outcome. But look at Creighton. What were they, two for 17 from three? Yep. Like sometimes it's just not your night. It doesn't have everything to do with transfer portal or having a one and done player. Well, and to use another example, you know, NIL people, I, I don't think people are as torn on NIL as everybody makes it out to be. Um, but I bring it up because your buddy Nigel Pack, I mean, was kind of the poster boy for NIL. I mean, whatever booster John Ruiz put out how much he was paying him. And so everybody assumes, oh, it's going to, I mean, how how is that locker room going to handle one guy, you know, we know how much he's making. Well, I don't know. Miami won the ACC regular season. They're in the Elite Eight trying to play for a Final Four. I don't think that NIL was negative in that case, if that makes sense. That's right. That's another thing. Is yeah. Oh, NIL, look at these kids. How will they handle the locker room? Yeah. I think Jim Laranaga's yeah, doing, doing okay. okay. Yeah. How about that, too, real fast? Jim Laranaga, I love this stat, Aaron. So Miami has made it to the Elite Eight two straight years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Those are the only two times they've ever made it to the Elite Eight in their program's history. You want to take your hat off to a dude yeah. like Jim Laranaga, who has done things at that school that have not been done before at all. Yes. That's pretty cool to do it in back-to-back years, and it hadn't been done once beforehand. Well, and it, like, so as a UConn guy, right, like, sometimes, and I'm not trying to be sarcastic or prop up my own school, but sometimes you lose perspective on, like, how how the other sure. 90% of the sport lives. Yeah. And, like, I remember even last year, like, when they were in the Elite Eight, they played Kansas, they ended up losing, and then you hear, oh, you know, but, but you know, successful year, first trip to the Elite Eight. And there are some schools where you get to that Elite Eight, and it's like, man, like we were one game away from the Final Four, like Gonzaga last night, one game away from the Final Four. But Miami last year, and I think this year they obviously, there's probably an urgency to win it. But why I bring it up is because like last year, I, it kind of hit me. I was like, wow, this is kind of as good as it gets for them. Like they, they, they fell, everybody else falls short of the Final Four and is disappointed with that. But I would guess in their heart of hearts, they know that they probably accomplished all they could last year in making the Elite Eight against Kansas. Okay, we're going to get to your emceeing ways here okay. in a little bit. Very much looking forward to this. Also looking forward to hearing from Monsi Bolaños, who's with us this afternoon slash yeah. evening. What's going on, Monsi? I just want to know if Aaron had any jokes as he was emceeing this <laughs> wedding. You know what was funny? I'll, I'll try to be brief <laughs> on this. My the, the groom is a good friend. 
and he's like the ultimate hype man. Okay. And so he's like, bro, talk it up. You work for Fox Sport. Like, tell him about you. And I'm like, dude, it's not my way. I was like, I'm not going to make this speech about me. I can me. just picture that. Like, All right, we got the bride here. Don't forget, I'll be on tomorrow night, 2 to 5 Pacific yeah. time. Yeah, and then the girl who was the officiant, it was the same thing. It was like, uh, she's an award winning. When I was in, when I introduced her, it was supposed to be, she's an, she's an award winning this, but she's here to officiate the wedding. Here is. And, and she was like, please don't do that. And I was like, I'm not talking about myself at your wedding. So... I don't think I made any real jokes. Okay. Certainly none that I remember landing particularly well, but uh, but it was a fun day overall. But I'm sure. I'm sure. I was like, I just wondered if you had any jokes up your sleeve that you wrote down, and you're like, I'm going to say this. I, you know, no, I didn't. Uh, I'm trying to think. There was a, there was a couple lines that were. You know, scripted for me, if you will. Gotcha. But, but there was no, there was no real knee slappers I, to write home. I about think it's those. a lot like Monty and Aaron. I think it's a lot like play by play. Yeah. Some of those scripted <laughs> calls, you're yeah. like, oh, dude. No, yeah. but you can tell if it's spontaneous or yeah. not. For I, sure. I will tell. I'll say this. I was definitely nervous introducing everybody to start the wedding, mm-hmm. and then by the time the ceremony got got going, and uh, you know, had a few in me, I was just like, yeah. Let's bring in the bride and groom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then I was like Michael Buffer out of nowhere. But, of course. But, uh, I, was, I was a little nervous at the beginning, to say the least. For sure. Well, speaking of not scripted, I don't think San Diego State heading to their first ever, their first ever Final Four against FAU was scripted by anybody. Brian Actually, no had it in his bracket. Yeah, at all. Even though ESPN just tweeted that out of 20 million, 0.04%, so that's 7,760. Six brackets had FAU and San Diego State in the final four. Wow. 0.04%. They beat Creighton 57 to 56. It was a low scoring game. Let me tell you guys. I'm sure you watched it. Low scoring game. Right now, we've got Miami taking on Texas. Texas is up 20 to 19, is the score with about nine minutes to go in the first half. We've also got some NBA going on. The Bulls have been all over the Lakers, and they still are. They're on top right now, 101 to 86. LeBron James is playing. He came off the bench for the Lakers. He's played 24 minutes and has 18 points, but it's Zach Levine who leads all scorers with 27 points for the Bulls. Now, this is what I'm wondering. Anthony Davis has only taken eight shots. Mm. Why? Can't have it, Monty. Can't have that. I, LeBron's back. You didn't hear? I, I, off the bench? And LeBron has taken more than eight shots off the bench. So it's like, come on, Anthony Day. I don't get that. I don't get that. We've got a little NASCAR going on, the Circuit of the Americas race, which you can catch all the action on Fox. And right now in the lead is William Byron. We've also got some golf going on, guys. The match play final between Sam Burns and Cameron Young. Sam Burns is three up on Cameron Young through eight. Back to you guys. Great stuff, Monty. I try. Yeah. I try. I script it. Well, <laughs> you kind of have to script now some of that. You know? <laughs> the question is, are you a few drinks in so the next one will be No, better? I wish. Oh, okay. Don't challenge me. Public school is across the street. Don't challenge me. <laughs> we'll have, according to Monty here, in yes. about 15, well, about 10 minutes, actually. Ish, yeah. Right around the corner here. Brian No and Aaron Torres with you here on Fox Sports Radio. So the emceeing of the wedding, it went all right? It was fun. It was fun. Yeah, I mean... So for people who don't know, so my so UConn, my alma mater, at, now we know they're in the Final Four, but you know they're going to the Sweet Sixteen. They're in Vegas, which you know it's about three and a half hour drive from here, forty minute flight, and the rehearsal was Thursday, 
And so in my head, I was like, do I really need to go to the rehearsal? And then on my show last Saturday, Jason Martin and DeSager were kind of like, dude, if you're the MC, like, you know, we almost equated it to being like a bad quarterback. Like, I'm like Daniel Jones. Like, I got to know my job, but everybody else's job. Now, I'm not the star of the show, but I got to know my job and everybody else's. And they were really like, you really can't go. So uh, I missed most of those games on Thursday for the rehearsal. I got back for the end of the UCLA-Gonzaga game, which was awesome. And then Friday, I missed most of the games as well for the wedding. It was really fun. Um, I love college hoops, but listen, you know, my buddy... I'm guessing, I'm hoping it's the only time he'll get married. So <laughs> you as, never know. As long as he speaking of one and done, as long as he's one and done with right. the wedding thing and uh, he's not asking me to do this in March of twenty twenty six, uh, I think it was worth it. But I had a good time. I hit uh, I hit the transfer portal on that there. Yeah. And unfortunately well, not one and done. But, as have many, yeah, you know. Yep. Yeah. So uh, it's so, okay. I'm trying to land like Nigel Pack, you know? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> get just uh, cash, I got you. Yeah. No. Um <laughs> so it was fun, though. It was fun. But everybody busted his chops. I'll say this. I'll defend him, though. Everybody busted his chops. Well, how can you have a wedding in March? Like, all I'll say is I know for a fact he was supposed to get married in 2020. That obviously didn't work. And then really most of the next year, 2021, we were kind of in and out of protocols. Um, you know, what do you call it? Uh uh, limits on how many people could gather, right. certain places you needed masks, certain places you didn't. And so nobody wants a wedding where everybody's wearing a mask or yeah. you can't invite everybody. And Not so fun. by so yeah, so by the time it got to like, you know, end of 2021, 2022 when they knew it was safe, all of a sudden, uh, you know, dates and and venues started filling up really quickly. So that was his logic as to why it it had to be a March wedding. I wish it would have been April or May. I wouldn't have had to miss the tournament, but so be it. So be it. You make sacrifices for you guys. I get it. That's By it. the way, did you see what just happened here in the studio? Our guy Bo Benson. Uh-oh. Correct me if I'm wrong. I did see Lakers it. Now, guy, now right? I see it. Now I see it. Like, yeah. I, I, I'm looking up as the channel's being changed. The Lakers were down 21 with about six minutes to go, and Bo, the Laker fan, was like, "I can't take it anymore." Yeah, they don't let's deserve get, my eyeballs. Let's get Rockets and Calves up here. Anything else? <laughs> What it might just be happened. might be HBO in a minute too. I don't know. We'll Woo. Woo. Always be careful. That's a little touch and go sometimes. I like it. Texas up 27-26, just over five minutes to go in the first half. By the way, just real fast before we get to according to Monsey, your Yukon Huskies, we've we've dipped our big toe in the waters here, but they've won four games by fifteen plus points. Mm-hmm. It's been blowout city. It has been. You, you think they're gonna win the whole thing here? My only concern, the, the the Final Four is in Houston. If they have to play Texas, my guess would be that 90% of the stadium will be Texas Longhorns fans, and mm-hmm. there will be 80,000 people, so I'm not great at math, but that's a lot of people. Um, so that concerns me, but listen, they're playing really well. The Gonzaga thing, I will say, listen, it was an eight, it was an eight point game at halftime. It was 10 points when Drew Timmy picked up his fourth foul. If he did, it, it was a questionable call. I think it could have been more competitive and Gonzaga's another one. They went two of 17, two of 20, excuse me, from three Creighton. Whoa. Creighton went two of 17 right now. Uh, Gonzaga went two of 20 from three. If they shoot even 25% and the, the foul call doesn't go against Timmy, it's a different game. So I'm not putting the cart before the horse, but they do look really, really, really good. So are you pulling for the U right now? 
If you if you're a UConn grad and like you just said, if Texas makes it to the Final Four, it's going to be a Texas heavy crowd. You pulling for the U right now? I would be if I were in your shoes. It's funny. I have a couple of UConn buddies who are going. One of them's already booked his flights and ever he booked them last night after the game, and he said we want Miami right, and I just want what is the best matchups, and I do think Texas is probably the the more compelling matchup, mm. but it's also. What did I say? Miami regular season conference cha- ACC champs. They play a really fun brand of ball. They probably got some NBA guys on their roster. Like, like this isn't feel good sixth place in the ACC kind of whatever. They're a good team. So I think either game would be competitive. But I think from the optics, from the storylines, Texas playing in Texas. Yeah, I'm a storyline guy. I like and it. And you know, listen, if my Huskies, you know what, you're gonna have to beat somebody. You're gonna have to beat good teams at some point anyway. So I say bring them on, bring on the Longhorns. That's who, as a consumer, if I'm going to stay for the games, like it sounds like I'm going to, uh, I'd rather see them play Texas. And the worst thing is to root for an opponent that you get and that beats you. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like if you're rooting for Miami because, hey, I think this is either a favorable matchup more so than Texas or Mm -hmm. you're not going to have the home crowd favor Miami the same way. And then the U comes over and smacks you around a little bit. That, that's the worst scenario. So. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm like a coach. Wh- whoever's next up, there we'll you prepare go. for them just the same day. I uh, like it. I like that there. All right. Coming up next, according to Monsi, Monsi was already spitting fire during the update with Anthony Davis only having eight shot attempts from the field so far. We'll see what other fire she's breathing here in the sports world. That's on the way. I'm Brian No, He's Aaron Torres. Keep it locked right here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. I know he's Aaron Torres here on Fox Sports Radio. Man, you know what? I don't know if we're going to get to according to Monty. We might just listen to Angel of Death by Slayer here for about five minutes. What do you think about that, Aaron? Would you uh, veto that that idea? Hey, you might have to talk to Monty about that one. I'm, I'm not getting in the way of her and the segment that's sweeping America. So. <laughs> that's right. Well, let's not waste any time. Let's get right into it here. Great. And now it's time for Absolutely Nuts. <laughs> it's not going to be pretty. According to Monty. I love it. Brian, you're so rude. 
I'm, I'm going to walk over there right now. I'm not rude at all. You know, I was just, I was weighing options. That's all so I was doing. Rude. All I was doing, weighing options over here. All right, according to Monsi, the NBA needs to do something about the refs. Or one of them is going to get punched. I'm not even kidding, okay? The refs these days are making terrible calls, and I'm not talking about missed calls. I'm talking about the amount of technicals that they give out like it's candy. Players are expected to be cold statues, not react or have any emotion, but the refs can act a fool and it doesn't matter. Yesterday, Trey Young was ejected for throwing the ball at a ref that he wasn't even making eye contact with. Ejected. Last week, a ref gave three technicals to Mike Clippers in 20 seconds. Kawhi drove in for a layup. He wanted the foul. Reacted gets the tech. At the same time, Terrence Mann reacts, gets a tech, and then 10 seconds later, another tech. Oh yeah, the NBA rescinded that second tech. It doesn't matter. Terrence Mann was ejected, and the Clippers lost by one. Are you kidding me? Today, Luka looked at the ref. Looked at the ref in a play where he thought he should have been fouled. Was given his 16th tech of the season. Now he faces a one-game suspension when the Mavericks are in the hunt for a playoff spot. If NBA players are expected to keep their cool, then the refs need to be held to that same standard. They shouldn't be allowed to just give a tech out of emotion i think the nba needs to look into these texts and kind of do like a like a strike card like if one ref gives three emotional texts then they need to be fined or suspended something needs to happen because one of them is about to get punched do you remember when nick van exel shoved that ref into the scores board table remember that when he was a laker he shoved a ref into the scores table and if anything ask soccer fans what happens to the refs when they disagree with the refs it's no bueno the NBA needs to do something. According to Monsi. According to Monsi. <laughs> this is one that's very near and dear to my heart. Ben Simmons needs to hang up his sneakers. Oh, my goodness. Yes. No, no, no. I feel bad. I I don't dislike the guy, but I feel bad. The Nets announced that Simmons, who hasn't played since February 15th, has a nerve impingement in his back. That's been bothering him for a year, and now it's going to keep him sidelined indefinitely. You guys, Simmons has been the butt of the joke for years now, and it's time when the attention has shifted uh, to, like, John Morant, the Grizzlies, Kyrie Irving, and the Mavs. Why not make the smart move and retire right now? He still has two years remaining on his deal after this season. He's due... $38 $38 million almost and $40 million in 2024-2025, which is a disaster for the Nets. If he's not going to play and he decides to take the money, that would be beyond rude and disrespectful. I'm sure Brooklyn wouldn't send him off empty-handed either, but Ben Simmons could save face, potentially find a different path within the NBA if he just calls it a career now. Come on. It's time. Like, let's be real. According to Monsi. All right. So, uh, according to Monsi... If there's an open parking spot, please just take it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. This really grinds my gears, guys. I'm going to lose it every time I see this. And I'm not talking about Amazon drivers who are parked in the middle of the street making a delivery. No. The other day, I walked into a shopping center to Starbucks to get a, uh, to get a coffee. Somebody, there's tons of parking spots, decides to just double park. Why? Why are you so much better than the rest of us that you get to do this when there's a parking spot right at the entrance of Starbucks? Then the other day, I was just watch- watching out the window what was going on in my neighborhood and this person double parks next to a car, blocks the lane to get into this neighborhood, all because he's putting one thing in another car. And then guess what? Behind the car that he's putting something in is a parking spot. I don't understand why people can't just use an open parking spot. What is the problem? This is like, I, I don't get it. Are you just that much better than the rest of us? That you can't use the open parking spot that's right there? I'm not asking 
asking for much. I'm just asking you to use the open parking spot. Is that too much to ask for? Am I, like I crazy? It. No, I don't think you're crazy. I just like... I like when somebody gets bent out of shape about something I haven't thought to get bent out of shape oh. yet. You know what I Grinds mean? Grinds my gears. I, you're on to something. Grinds. I'm going to keep an eye out for this. I am like one hot skip and a step away from like going over there and putting a nail in the tire. Monty would hate my wife because she's one of those people that will park as far away from other cars as she possibly can, even if there's a spot. But is know, she nearby. in the way? She, that sounds like she's trying to get out of the way. No, she's paranoid about someone like dinging her door. Right. So she wants to park in complete isolation from everybody else. That but. seems different. I'm talking like you double parked in front of the entrance to Starbucks when there's a parking spot next to you where you're not in the way. Oh, yeah. Jail. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I cannot. And I see it all the time. This is, again, if if it's busy, you know, Uber drivers that like deliver food and stuff, I get it. You got to park on the wherever you can to pick up that food. That's not what I'm talking about. I, I would just like to point out, though, Monsi, I noticed that your music came to an abrupt end. Yeah, that was and, me. You know, it, it might have been something about you putting it into the atmosphere, your negative thoughts about Slayer. I'm just saying. I don't think it was a coincidence. <laughs> According we, to Brian, yeah, if nothing. we're going to say that there was any meaning behind that, it was that they it doesn't agree that Ben Simmons should retire because that's when I think the music went off. <laughs> I, th- I think Fair that's enough. yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. But that's the universe why definitely agrees with all of us on that. So yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, by the way, the only beef I have, Monty, what is the Trey Young ejection? I was I, I caught the hometown did you watch it? call. I did. Okay, but the Atlanta Hawks. Their broadcast of it, they both were like, oh, he's got to get run for that. You just can't do it. What are you doing? Chucking the ball at the rev? You just can't do that. I agree with you with the Kawhi Tech. You know? Silly. 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 But even that one with Trey, he did throw the ball with, with you know, intensity, I guess, but he wasn't even looking at that rep. Too much oomph. Too much oomph. You know what I mean? He wasn't even looking at him. Oh, what's going This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, everybody. Hope you're enjoying your Sunday over here. Man, I was just saying, Aaron, a second ago before we hit the airwaves, I think we're due for some big NFL news. Doesn't it feel like that to you? Maybe there's a big contract extension. Maybe the the Aaron Rodgers to the Jets thing becomes official. It just feels like we're due for something happening. Tom Brady on retiring? 
Tom Brady going to the Dolphins, taking over for Tua, you know, something. I will say I was on air with Dan Beyer when Tom Brady unretired the first time. Uh, it was during the Selection Sunday show. We were on air to break down the brackets, and then we were like, wait, is this is this a real thing? This isn't a, a fake Schefter account here. This isn't a fake Tom Brady account. So I'm one for one in Tom Brady on retirement. So maybe we go one uh maybe we go two for two. But I was saying this on my Saturday show last night with Jason Martin is it felt like a like bizarrely quiet week in the NFL. Yeah. Um by the way, which happens first, do you think? Do you think something with Lamar Jackson, either re upping with the Ravens or going elsewhere? Or Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets? I will say Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. And the thing is, and I'll actually ask you this, is I think Aaron Rodgers, like the the Pat McAfee interview, I think he was trying to do the right thing. Like basically tell the public, hey, you know, I didn't really want to leave, but, you know, whatever, I came out of the darkness, this and that. All he did was back the Jets into a corner of now everybody knows that that's the place that he wants to go. Yep. And it, it made it tougher, but I would assume there's some sort of draft compensation probably this year. And so if that's the case, then I would think that that gets done in the next two or three weeks. It feels like Lamar is digging his heels in. Um, and, you know, the crazy thing about Lamar, and I'm sure we'll talk about it over the next couple hours, like I'm still not sure exactly what Lamar wants because he doesn't mm-hmm. have an agent. Um, he doesn't talk. Every once in a while, he'll tweet to deny a report. <laughs> right. But like I like like so it's hard for me to say when the Lamar saga will end because I don't know what he wants you know like yeah. if, if it was just I'm not playing until I have I'm the highest paid player in the history of the NFL then we can use that as a launching point but he's done these these vague tweets where he says you know this report isn't true and I haven't asked for that and I don't want this and I don't want that and it's like well until I figure out exactly what you want it's hard for me to say when that will be resolved and then I think the other element of the Lamar Jackson thing is correct me if I'm wrong but now, with all the quarterback movement, Vegas has their guy, New Orleans has their guy, Carolina has the number one pick, the Jets have their... There's nowhere for Lamar to go. Isn't that wild? So it's like the weird thing of he's not backing down, but there's no other spot for him. Maybe maybe, the, maybe a spot emerges, but I don't know what that would be right now. Uh, Tampa has Baker Mayfield, and I know that he's a significant upgrade over some of these guys, but I'm just saying you can kind of see how the puzzle pieces all came together, and... With Lamar, I I don't think there's an obvious spot at this point, and he doesn't seem to be backing down on whatever his requests are behind the scenes. Um, it's a wild deal for sure. It really is, and there are a lot of layers to each. I think one of the layers that's really interesting because the Lamar conversation just devolves into collusion, this is a conspiracy, and all this stuff. If you just step back from that and think, if you look at Lamar, what he's trying to make... If it's Deshaun Watson-like, he will make more in in one year than the number one overall pick will make in the first four years wow. of that deal. And so you think about that. Or say, let's take number two, for instance. Look at, look at the Houston Texans. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're weighing between what might be Bryce Young and Lamar Jackson. It's interesting. Right, you're looking at Lamar. He's obviously more established in the NFL. He was once an MVP for an entire season, not an entire career, I like to point out, but an entire season Mm -hmm, in 2019. mm -hmm. Bryce Young hasn't thrown one pass, but you're not looking at Lamar or Bryce Young. You're looking at Lamar making a ton of cash versus Bryce Young, a couple of first-round picks, 
$40 million every year to spend on the roster. Like that That's the I argument know. when you start looking at it that way. That's a really interesting point. And I think the other thing, too, is the you know if you if you believe the narrative like the culture is so good in Baltimore that I'm not saying anybody could just step in and be Lamar there's only one Lamar to be abundantly clear but if they did if they some let, let's just say hypothetically let, let's take that Houston Texans hypothetical Houston says you know what we got a chance to get Lamar let's give up this number 2 pick this isn't a, a rookie quarterback going to Houston or going to Carolina or going to some Indianapolis where it's a complete disaster Going to a pretty good place that has a lot of professionals, a lot of high-level success over the last couple of years, an established culture, an established coaching staff, an established front office. I had never thought of it like that, Brian, but that's a really interesting point. And oh, by the way, if you screw it up with that quarterback, guess what? Just do it over again in a year or two, you know? Because, I mean, the, 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 the rookie contracts are so cheap, so it's an interesting thought. Well, and you also have to consider these teams at the top of the draft that have a chance to get a quarterback – they're truthfully not in go-for-it mode yet. No. So, say the Houston Texans. The only one I would say is Indy. Yeah. Indy's kind of got to mm-hmm. start. You know, it's like, oh, I mean, you're Mr. Indy, so I don't know. I mean, you're, <laughs> you're bigger in Indy than Reggie Miller. But, oh, yeah. you know, I, 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 what have we gone through? Four quarterbacks since Andrew Luck retired. We went through yeah. Brissett. We went through Matt Ryan. We went through Carson Wentz. I feel like there's Phil Rivers. So, that's four. Yep. They're 0 for 4. I think at some point you got to get the long-term guy. But I agree. Carolina, new regime, new wiggle room, whatever. Look at Tex- the Texans. Houston for sure. They're not even close to – like, think about this. What sense does it make to go all in to get Lamar, Lamar. Jackson, who's more established – who you have a better gauge of what he's going to be like over the next three to five years. I mean, why would you do that right now when the rest of your roster hasn't caught up? You're You're not in true go-for-it mode. What, are you going to take down the Chiefs and Bengals and Bills and route to the the Super Bowl if you just get Lamar? No, of course not. Well, and then to your point earlier, you would gut everything that you have with draft picks and assets to get them. That's right. And it's already not a good, you know, maybe the least talented roster in the league. So... It's an interesting deal. I, I just, I, I, he's backed himself so far into a corner. And again, there's no other options. But the crazy part is now I know the Ravens probably have some sort of idea on what he wants. But I, like, I don't know. It's just weird. Like, we've seen trade demands, we've seen contract demands where I want to be the highest paid this. But we don't know exactly. You know, everybody says he wants a dollar more than Deshaun Watson, but he's never said that. He doesn't have an agent, so it's it's just a it's just a really weird deal. It's a good point by you. To we still don't know. Yes, it'd be like you haven't set the record straight whatsoever, and so we're just guessing. Or well, you know, some of the people breaking these stories are taking estimated guess guesses. Maybe they have sourced guesses, but yeah. we haven't heard it straight from Lamar. So, like, just as an example, right? So, is it a dollar more than Deshaun Watson? Is it being the highest paid? Play? Like, like it, I think Kyler Murray has the second most fully, you know, second most uh, money with like 189 million. So, like, if Lamar Jackson was offered somewhere in the middle, like 220 million, is he turning that down? I don't. He'd, he'd be out of his mind to turn that. But down. that's the thing we don't know. We like, don't know. You you're know? right. And it's like, and it's just, and I, I'm I'm sure you've talked about this on all your shows, and and it's you know beating a dead horse at this point. But it's like, just because the Cleveland Browns made a truly idiotic decision to give Deshaun Watson unprecedented money, 
that doesn't mean that that's what the market is. That's and, right. And like, it's exactly right. It's it's so frustrating. And even you know, and obviously, look, social media isn't the best place to 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 have these conversations. But it's like, so the so there was a bidding. It's like you said with the collusion. So there was a bidding war for Deshaun Watson. But but to, all of a sudden, people don't want uh don't want Lamar. It's like there was no bidding war. Because and I know this because I was on air when Deshaun Watson uh, got traded. And guess what? An hour before, we were talking about, is he going to Carolina? Is he going to Atlanta? And then he gets traded to Cleveland. We're like, where did that come from? Oh, it's because they offered like $50 million more guaranteed than anybody else. There right. was no bidding war. They right. were bidding against themselves. And so like this whole conversation about Lamar has gotten so convoluted over the last couple months, it's frustrating. It, it is. And that's the thing is, I mean, when you go like point-counterpoint or you just agree, disagree with that's fine. But when it goes straight to collusion, conspiracy, racism, now it's like, yeah. whoa, 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 we've gone into a different realm over here. And that's what I don't like is I think this whole thing, these arguments have been made for the wrong quarterback. I keep for on sure. saying, if this is Mahomes, if Mahomes says, look, I'm a two-time MVP, I'm a two-time Super Bowl champ, I'm looking at my deal, and I'm rethinking this right sure. now. I should have a fully guaranteed deal worth more than Deshaun Watson. If Mahomes yeah, can't get that, right. now you got a leg to stand on. This is Lamar Jackson, I know. who's been banged up the last two seasons. He's missed 10 of the last 22 games. Think about I that. Know. He's missed almost 50% of the games. Of the last 22. It's such a good point. And his numbers have gone down drastically. No, you're right. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm with you. To, he, it's collusion that he's not getting a fully guaranteed deal. That That's just the way business works. That'd be a horrendous business move well, to give him that contract. And I, you know, we had Bernie Fratto on one of my shows uh, on Saturdays. He, he follows us on Saturday nights and he brought up the point. He's like, look, I have sources in Atlanta. He's like, the reason that Atlanta leaked that story that they weren't interested because they didn't want to piss off Desmond Ritter. Like they, they believe at least for this year they want to give him a shot. That's right. To have a, like to 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 earn the spot and right. is he the guy? I don't know. And I'm paraphrasing Bernie here, whatever. But you get the point. Is like there are logical reasons why a source would leak to Adam Schefter, Ian Rapport, Jay Glazer. You know, within an hour that hey. We're, we're not. I don't know what you're hearing, but we're not in the Lamar Jackson game. And sometimes it's because they're not interested. Sometimes it's because they have their guy. Sometimes it's because they don't want to piss off somebody else. Sometimes it's for leverage reasons. So it's like, you know, again, w- what you said is so right. Is like it just the conversation gets so sideways so quickly, um, and like nobody doesn't want Lamar to make money, but it's just. I'm just frustrated with the way he's going about it. And people say, oh, you know, listen, he has every right to hire whoever he wants. I'm just saying, I I, I don't know. I I think it's very weird. And then I'll I'll add this too. And by the way, a big part of the Lamar narrative is complete nonsense for the same reason. Like the whole, oh, nobody believed in him. 32 teams passed on him or 30. It's like, yeah, but nobody talks about the fact that no one could get a hold of him during the draft process. Like it was because his mom was his agent. And nobody could get a hold of him. Nobody could get him in for workouts. Nobody could, like, so, like, the whole narrative from the beginning has been convoluted. And it has been so insufferable the last, whatever, two, three months since the season ended. And we've had to deal with this kind of on a day-to-day basis. I don't know if I can state this clearly enough and easy enough to follow, but okay, you're a smart guy. You might be able to fill in the gaps of what sure. I'm, I'm not saying correctly over here. If you just flat out disagree, let me know. Yeah. But I'm just thinking about this. We're literally in LA right now. Sure. And I started thinking about, if you think about the Lamar contract situation, 
there are some similarities to me with the O.J. Simpson murder case. Okay. Meaning okay. this, okay? I'm sure you watch the the 30 for 30 or O.J. Made in America. Sure. The five-part doc. It was tremendously done. And what they did in the O.J. Simpson case, they did a great job telling the story about the history in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. It was a shady history, okay? Yes. There, black people were being mistreated. There was police brutality. There was all this stuff as a backdrop. And what happened was the O.J. Simpson case was misapplied. Sure, sure, sure. With all of that as the backdrop. And I think there are some similarities with the Lamar Jackson situation where was there a history of one time in the NFL, oh, the quarterback position is too advanced for the yeah. black quarterback. There was some I get it, totally ridiculous get it. thoughts. There was some racism. But that doesn't mean that's what's going on right now. And for I sure. think the Lamar situation is being misapplied based on a history that doesn't apply to this specific case is how I see it. Do you want to hear my totally crazy convoluted uh, comparison that I made on my show last night? Sure. Okay, so so I'm using the the application that just because Deshaun Watson got a ridiculous contract that no one else would have given doesn't mean that Lamar Jackson deserves one too. This is the analogy that I used on my show last night. Uh, for people driving around with children, you may want to turn this down for half a second. Nothing super inappropriate, but remember about... Uh, 10 years ago, I don't know. Remember Andre Kirilenko, the basketball player? Oh, yeah, sure. And the remember, hall pass, right? But That's exactly where I'm yeah, going. Yeah. So if I went to my wife and said, well, you know, this basketball player, his wife, you know, once a year, just kind of lets him do whatever he wants. Baby, what do you think about that? She'd be like, get the hell out of my house. <laughs> just because that guy's doing it doesn't I mean like that. that. You, yeah, and, yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah. So, like, imagine me using the Andre Kirilenko uh, right. comparison yeah. and trying to justify that with my wife. That's essentially what Lamar Jackson is doing. Just because Deshaun Watson got a totally unprecedented contract that no one was close to matching doesn't mean <laughs> that you deserve the same contract. I'm sorry. I do also, like that. Also, shout out Andre Karolinko. You knew I, exactly where I was going with that one. You I, didn't know how the man. analogy came full circle, but that but that's what we know Andre Karolinko for. And it's like I said, like if I brought that to my wife, she would either laugh in my face, slap me, or throw a bag at me and say, "Pack your crap up. You're getting the hell out of here." So it's just like just because Deshaun Watson got this absurd contract yeah. doesn't mean that you get one too. And you know what? To take it a step further, Please, with yeah. that, I love that. Imagine if the Andre Karolinko Hall pass was like the worst thing ever. Yeah. The first year in. Like <laughs> th- that's what we have with the Deshaun Watson that's contract. Very, that's a great point as right, well. Right, right. Yeah, so yeah. if you go to your wife after the hall pass for AK forty seven has been a disaster. After they got divorced. And say, hey, yeah. how about the same thing for us? What do you think? Yeah. She's gonna be like one no and two, why the hell would you think that's a good idea? It's a based- great point. Right? Yeah, I mean it's a it's a fair point. If like Deshaun Watson was leading so and so to a Super Bowl, like it would be a completely different narrative right. than yeah. if uh oh by the way they're coming off whatever a third fourth place finish. He was a disaster. It was a PR disaster. He looked bad. Yeah, there's there's not much of a, a leg to stand on, if you will. Not a third leg, just a leg to stand on here because of you know whatever this this side conversation has gotten sideways very. The quick, funny so. thing is, I glanced over at my girl. She's in studio over here. Shout out to Say. She knew exactly what and, we were talking and she's about. She's right giving away. me the beady eyes about a hall pass, and she's. He, you know? he didn't say he wanted I, it. I, I didn't say baby. I wanted it. I, but uh, Mrs. Kirilenko, but that's the exact point. She's she's already mad at us, and you didn't even ask. So That's right. We're broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help get you there. 
an unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. All right, coming up next, for better or for worse, basketball style. Huh? Like the Kirilenkos or? No, I'm kidding. Like the... Uh, the uh, wedding emceeing over there, I think, is what we're going for. Okay. All right, I'm Brian No, He's Aaron Torres. Keep it locked right here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian No. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. He's Aaron Torres here on Fox Sports Radio. Hook him. Hook him looking a little bit better over here. Up 53 to... To 41, early going in the second half. Man, you think Texas is the squad to win it all? If you had to bet right now that Texas is the only school that hasn't clinched their Final Four berth, they might not even beat Miami today, although things do look promising. If you had to say right here, right now, who do you think ends up winning it all? So... It is, I'm not trying to be you Homer Yukon guy. I mean, the way, I mean, like you said, to lead the show. They've won all four games by 15 points, um, 15 plus points. So it's hard for me to like, like it's hard, it's hard for me to see the scenario where they lose. But again, I go back to what I said in the first hour is that, listen, I know Texas isn't a basketball school, but this final four being in Houston, do you understand how many fan Mm. Texas fans are going to be at that game on Saturday night? And, you know, and the other thing too is like, and I've seen a lot of pushback on this on social media. First of all, I know I reference social media too much. There are some really dumb freaking people on social media. (laughs) But why I bring it up is because, so the Final Four, it's played in a dome. And there are a lot of like either complimentary tickets or corporate tickets or whatever. But there are a lot of like casual fans that can get in because remember, it's not, it's a football stadium, but then you can add another 10 to 15,000 seats on the floor because the floor is the football field. Mm -hmm. So I bring it up because. I put this out this morning. I'll share it with you. I put this out on Twitter. Uh, let me see if I can find it really quick. I said this today. Okay, so this is what I said. I said, random thought, but if Texas wins today, would they have the biggest home court advantage in the history of college basketball at the Final Four? 
with FAU, UConn, and San Diego State. We now know it's San Diego State. We didn't know it at the time. In Houston with them, my guess is that minimum 90% of fans at NRG Stadium next Saturday would be UT fans. And so I immediately got the, well, you've never been to a Final Four. Well, I've been to seven Final Four. This is my seventh Final Four, okay? And for the most part, it is not the Super Bowl that is all corporate tickets. Right. There are a lot of public tickets, one. Two, it's just more tickets in general because you can seat people on the field. And then three, here's the other thing. You think a lot of those corporate tickets aren't going to local sponsors that are UT fans inherently? And so, you know, let's say it holds 80,000 for the game next week. Like, I don't think it's an exaggeration to say like 60 to 65,000 of those fans would be Texas fans. And so, one, with the way Texas is playing... Two, I think most people know the narrative at this point, but their their head coach still has not been named the full-time head coach. He's just an interim. And then you're going to have to pay, play in front of 60,000 Texas fans or whatever, even if it's 50,000, 40,000. And UConn's going to have 4,000 fans there, and Texas is going to have 40,000. So that's the only thing that I, I, I really think about. Texas is playing really well. I think they're good enough to win it. They're playing for their head coach, and they are going to have such a huge home court advantage next week. What a story with Texas where you start thinking about Chris Beard and him being removed mm-hmm. and now Rodney Terry taking over. Rodney Terry's doing a tremendous job. But what is Chris Beard thinking right now? Uh-huh. Seriously, can is he watching the games? Is I he, wonder. Right? You know, he did get a new job, which is crazy in and of itself. But, like... There is like a, a thing that they play looser now that he's gone. Like like right. he is a notoriously, you know, he's an uptight guy, whatever. Like that worked for him as a coach. Um and like there are people in basketball that are definitely like, oh, they could not have done this with him as the head coach because he's too wound tight, uh, too serious, too whatever. And Rodney Terry is a veteran coach. He's been a head coach before. He kind of knows that balance. So I don't know, but I I also don't know what Chris Beard is thinking. Now, uh, I think everybody knows, but he did get uh, take the old Miss job. Old Miss did hire him despite everything that he was accused of, and I know the charges were dropped, whatever. Old Miss is allowed to do what they want. But I just bring it up to say I, I can't imagine that he uh, he is very happy with this. I will say this, though, too. Like, the people that are arguing against Rodney Terry, I do think Chris Beard kind of laid out the blueprint for Texas, right? It's like... We have a bunch of NIL money, so we'll get a lot of transfers. And there's really good high school talent in Texas. Like, Texas right now probably produces the best high school players in the country, as crazy as that sounds. I mean, you know, Cade Cunningham, Tyrese Maxey, whoever. You can think of a million guys through the years. Um, like, the the blueprint's there. Like, I, I would just keep it going with Rodney Terry at this point. I'm wondering if, even if they don't, you know, I think they're going to win today, but even if they don't, um, if they're just kind of waiting either for the Final Four or letting the players have this moment, I don't know. But I, I would think at this point he's done enough to earn the job. Yeah, and going back to Chris Beard, you know, for the people that don't know, most people do, domestic violence charges. And like you said, they were uh, taken back, but he was still removed from this job. And you know what's interesting to me, Aaron, is it's just funny how certain coaches – aren't given credit. I just think about the Dallas Cowboys back in the day where Jimmy Johnson wins two Super Bowls. Sure. He's no longer the head coach. Barry Switzer takes over, wins a Super Bowl, and all you heard was, ah, it was Jimmy's guys. He sure. doesn't really deserve credit. And you look at Texas, Chris Beard is removed. Rodney Terry takes over. And Rodney Terry, I would argue, deservedly so, is getting a lot of credit. But no one 
uh, at least the mainstream opinion isn't, well, he's doing it with Chris Beard's guys over Great here, call. right? Isn't that funny how it works for some coaches and not the others? It's it weird. is. No, it is. And and I don't know if – I know that the players were all asked about it after the game on Friday, and I don't know if because the players are so vocal about the role that this new coaching staff is playing, or it's not the new coaching staff, but, you know, the Rodney Terry is playing. I don't know if that's why, but it is interesting um, – and uh, it'll be interesting, you know. It, 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 I'll just also add, it'll be interesting as to if they go to a Final Four and that announcement isn't made. Um, you know, would they make it? By the way, would they make it in the locker room after the game today? Would they make it in the on the podium of a national championship game? I don't know. Um, I think a lot of it stems from expectations, where. I think when Chris Beard was removed, a lot of totally people fair. said, yeah, I don't know how far Tech's oh, going to be I, I able agree. to go. And now that they're here, it's like, whoa, wow, mm-hmm. well, look at what Rodney Terry is doing. And I don't think that's the wrong way to look at it. But if you look at the Dallas Cowboys, they were so loaded yeah. at that time, like the mid-90s. It wasn't just utterly shocking that they ended up winning a Super Bowl because Barry Switzer took over. So I think the expectations have a lot to do with it. Compare it to Kansas. Bill Self wasn't able to coach in the tournament mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they made an earlier exit and I think a lot of people would have said man with no Bill Self that's going to be tough sure. you're, you're swimming upstream a little bit so I think that's the reason why Rodney Terry is getting more credit than say a Barry Switzer did for winning it all I, I think that's totally fair and I think the in-season element because I do think like like I remember being asked sure. about it that day absolutely and like literally I remember it was a conversation like are players going to opt out like are they even going to finish the season with some of these you know these guys that can go to the NBA are they going to go to the NBA remember the transfer portal opens for a few weeks in the winter time are these guys going to enter the portal in the middle of the season so that's pro- now that now that we're talking it out that's probably why because I do think it was like. Well, I mean, they might make the tournament, but like it's going to go sideways and they'll finish sixth in the Big 12 and whatever. They finish second, win the Big 12 tournament. Now they're in the Elite Eight. Uh, it's definitely gone a lot different than I think most of us thought. No doubt about that. All right, we're going to get to uh, for better or for worse here in just a couple of minutes. First, though, the one and only Monsi Bolaños with us. And uh, she's got the B bar up to date over here. <laughs> I do. The more you know, the more you know. I should have asked you from the beginning. You know, I, I, I just too many buttons. There's too many things I could hit. You know what I'm saying? Got buttons and gadgets and, ga- and all and kinds of stuff. It's just like we should all just be happy that I have not burned this place down. <laughs> That's just all what we should be grateful. I'm, I'm for. grateful for that. No doubt. <laughs> yeah, I'm grateful because as well. Because there's just too many buttons and gadgets, like you said. All right, guys. The madness continues. Texas beating Miami 59 to 47 with about 15 minutes to go in the game. You know they're shooting both well. Miami is shooting 64 and a half percent from the field. Texas is shooting 59% from the field. They're both shooting well, but Texas is out rebounding and they have more assists. They have 17 rebounds compared to Miami's 10 and 17 assists compared to Miami's 8. But they're shooting both well from the field. Monty, quick question for you. Okay. Obviously, you're a big NBA fan. You grew See. up around it. Are you one of these, <laughs> oh, I can't even watch college basketball. That product's all bad. Or do you like actually... <laughs> oh, you mean the- like De'Aaron Fox? Yeah, Am I, I saw like that. De'Aaron Fox? Yeah. <laughs> that said that he has a hard time watching it. Yeah, De'Aaron Fox, didn't you give up like 200 points the other day to the Clippers? <laughs> to the Clippers. Because nobody plays D. 
defense in that league. So <laughs> yeah, uh, one seventy five to like one seventy three was the score. Yeah, uh, I do not watch college basketball religiously yeah. during the season. Well, it's a tough sport to follow, but it I'm is. saying like, are you one of those? I can't no. even. No, I definitely get into it. Did you hear the the story when me and JJ Reddick got into beef over the tournament yes. last year? Yeah, yes, that was great. yes, he blocked I me. He, he blocked can, you. He yeah. can handle. Per- he can handle perk. <laughs> He can't handle Torres. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that means you're doing something right, Aaron. If you got blocked, that means oh, you're doing something skin. right. I mean, all I did was basically I said something. He came at me, got NBA Twitter on me, and then I was proven right again and again and again and again in the NBA playoffs. So I just made sure to remind him again and again right. and again right. and again no. and again and again. I'm, I'm not- Until eventually he's like, bro, I get it. And then he just blocked me. And I'm like, wow, nerd. Okay, four eyes, Duke loser, whatever. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised that you did that. That I got annoying right. and under his skin. Right. Yeah. Not at all. Don't not- argue with me. <laughs> Not at all. Hispanic blood in me. I don't back down. Ooh, don't don't bring that out. See, you know, I do. I mean, yes, no, I of course, and fuego. See, yes. (laughs) We've got NBA going on right now. The Grizzlies on top of the Hawks after the first quarter, thirty-four to twenty-seven. The Spurs beating the Celtics, thirty-five to thirty. They just got going in the second quarter. The Cavs are up on the Rockets, thirty-three to twenty-two after just one quarter of play. With the Nets one-point lead over the Magic, twenty-five twenty-four. They're about to start the second quarter, and it's the Raptors all over the Wizards, 31-17, to one minute left in the first. The Lakers did lose to the Bulls, even though LeBron James came back. The Mavericks, the Mavericks have now lost four in a row. They lost to the Hornets earlier today. We've still got NASCAR going on, guys. It's all on Fox, the circuit of the America's race. That's right. We're in stage three of three, 28 of 38 laps, apparently. Daniel Suarez is in the lead. And let's check what's going on with match play. Yes, the finals at match play. It seems as though Sam Burns has won, officially beat Cameron Young in the finals of match play. Woo woo. Back to you guys. Thank you, Monty. It's Brian No and Aaron Torres here on Fox Sports Radio live from the TireRack.com studios. Okay, so for better or for worse, you were just emceeing a wedding here. You'd Mm -hmm. be good to ask this question, Aaron Torres. So seven of the top eight seeds Already out of the tournament. Mm-hmm. They, they were out of the tournament. I'd have to go back and trace it, but it was like, I think at the Elite Eight stage. Yeah. Like the, before we had these games being played. Texas the was the four. only one or two seed that made it to the Elite Eight. So Is that better for the NCAA tournament? For one well, season, is it better or worse that it was like this? It's the age-old question. Um, I've talked about it on my show a lot over the last two or three weeks as the bracket kind of unfolded. Um, I think it's a pick your poison. I mean, you know, I I think like last year the St. Peter's story was great, but the St. Peter's story story one, it still ended losing to North Carolina, mm-hmm. and two Duke and Villanova and you know whoever Kansas you know name brands were still in it. So I think in the perfect world you see a few upsets, you see a good story like a Princeton to the Sweet 16, say. But then you get to the this level, the Elite Eight, and you see a little bit more familiar faces. Listen, I, I'm not a TV exec. Like, I don't work for CBS. My life isn't determined by what rating they get, so I don't mind it. Right. But listen, if you're asking me, are the ratings going to be the same as last year when North Carolina played Duke in Coach K's final game? It's uh, obviously not. Right. And is it going to be the same rating as when Kansas and North Carolina played for a title? It's obviously not. Um, 
I'm okay with it, but I know that other people would feel differently. But again, I, it, my livelihood is not determined by who plays for the championship. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. To me, it's one of these deals. It's funny where we love the upsets, but only for so much I of agree. the tournament. I totally agree. Isn't that weird where mm-hmm. we go crazy in happiness when Fairley Dickinson beats Purdue? Sure. But now that we get to this stage in the final four, and we've got Florida Atlantic here. I'm with like. You. I don't know. I, there are a lot of people that look sideways at that and say, man, it'd be kind of better to see Zach Eady <laughs> in that, that region and Purdue still being around. So it's like, which do you want? If you love upsets, if you love Cinderella, yeah. like I said, wh- why do you jump off that ship once they advance deeper into the tournament? It's weird to me. It, like I said, in the best case scenario, I think you want the balance of both. This tournament has not had that, though. And so... You know, like I said, I've enjoyed all these games. You know, I mean, even Kansas State, Florida Atlantic came down to the final play yesterday. San Diego State, Creighton came down to the final play today. It's been really good theater. But again, you know, to get people to a TV, that was a goal 10 and a half, but they didn't call it. (laughs) Um, But to get people to a TV, I understand, again, why you want a a little bit of both. So, yeah, I'm I'm with you is that. Like I said, I think you laid it out perfectly. Is In a perfect world, you kind of want a little bit of both. So. Right, and I also think that for one year, that's the difference. Sure. Is it better entertainment-wise and certainly rating-wise if you have the big, big names? Maybe so. Uh, certainly for ratings it sure. is. Entertainment-wise, it's a mixed bag. It's tomato-tomato. Depends on your preference over there. But I would argue this. I would rather see what's happening for at least a year in college basketball. I would love to see that in college football. We hit on this a little bit ago where, I mean, think about it. It's been the usual suspects in college football for a long, long time. It's been Georgia. It's been Alabama. It's been Clemson, Ohio State. Then you mix in a little Oklahoma, maybe a little Notre Dame, a little Dash of Oregon, right? Like, And that's it. I'm with you. That's it. I realize it's four teams in the college football playoff compared to 68. I get all of that. But the point is, if we're looking to mix it up a little bit, where is the equivalent of a Florida Atlantic in college football? You just don't have that. You know? So that's what I want to see. Oh, you could argue Cincinnati that one year and then you got rolled by Alabama. Mm -hmm. I would rather see what we have right now. We've got what? And let me let me jump in. Listen to this. San Diego State, Florida Atlantic. UConn, and then it looks like Texas right now. Well, and the thing I'll say about college football, that's the argument for expanding the playoff. Whoa, what if we get college football's Florida Atlantic? I just don't think we're going to. Like, you know, all these teams that aren't in the playoff are inherently flawed. By the way, we got the off the defenders back inbound uh, dunk here. So that was pretty cool. You see that, that like cool, one, yeah. once every couple of years. But <laughs> no, like, like I think that's like, oh, you know, it's going to be so cool when we get the college football. It's like, I just don't think it's going to happen. Like, I just don't think, you know, whoever, Florida Atlantic football, North Texas, like, I don't think they're beating Michigan and then a week later beating Georgia and in the final four. Like, I just don't think that's going to. Now, you're probably right because it's such a different sport. You know, think about college hoops where you could be undersized. Put it this way Fairleigh Dickinson, the shortest team in college basketball, going up against the 7 4 guy and Purdue, and they win that game. Like, the equivalent in football won't happen. That's like being undermanned on the defensive line and slow at corner. You're going to get freaking rolled by four touchdowns at least. And even Florida Atlantic, think about their draw. 
probably should have lost round one to Memphis. They survived that. Then they get a 16 seed. Then they get a very flawed Tennessee team. And then all of a sudden they're in the Elite Eight. Like, you're just not going to get... I don't know. Maybe, maybe you will. Maybe you'll get the the SEC team that wins a lot of games without a quarterback, and then you get the whatever. I just I, I don't know. I, I I understand why people are excited for the college football playoff, but I do think it's going to take away from something from the regular season, and I don't think it's going to have the payoff in the postseason like we get in basketball. So if you got to go thumbs up or thumbs down, just this tournament this year with all the upsets and final four, there are going to be a lot of people that don't have one of the teams in the final four. Sure. Is that better or worse in your opinion? I would just say I think it's been a really fun tournament. And so, you know, I would like I would have liked to see teams that I'm more familiar with than yeah. Florida Atlantic. But I think it's been a great tournament. And like, they, they, you know, it's a cliche, but it's true. Like, you don't have to beat all 67 teams in the tournament. Right, you you right. have to beat the four or five. You know, you have to beat the four that are in front of you to get to the final four. And they did it. And it's been an entertaining tournament. So I, I have no fundamental issue with it. I say better. Myself okay. for one year, I, I say like better. I have no problem if someone's like, "Hey, I want to see Brandon Miller in Alabama. I want to mm-hmm. see the big name brands." Like, well, okay, fine, no problem. I get that, but there have been some great games, and I think this too, Aaron. I don't base my viewing habits on yeah. the masses' viewing habits. Meaning this, we're going to talk about the biggest stories and all of that sure. on Fox Sports Radio. We get that, but if you're not pumped up for San Diego State and Creighton. And you don't watch it, it's like, okay, cool, that's what you want to do. That's not going to affect me and what yeah. I'm going to do viewing-wise. Well, and, you know, college, you know, this tournament is as close, you know, if water cooler talk really exists, like, people will be talking about that San Diego State Creighton thing tomorrow, and I just bring it up to say, like, it is still a mass viewing experience, even if they're not names that you know, and so we'll see, but. Yeah, 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 absolutely. All right, coming up next, <laughs> there are. There was a hysterical comment from oh. one Stan Van Gundy. Oh, oh, we got to talk about this right around the corner. I'm Brian. No, he's Aaron Torres. Keep it locked right here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian. No, he's. Aaron. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my! Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare Aaron Torres here on Fox Sports Radio Texas with a 10 point lead with about 10 minutes to go here in the second half over Miami 
We still got a ball game here. It ain't over yet. It looks like Hook'em. But, man, it was about a 10-point game. Alabama and San Diego State, was it not? Alabama had about a nine-point lead with about 10 minutes to go. And then it was just like, oh, gosh, this is going to be the end of Bama here. I was at the <laughs> wedding, so <laughs> I do not know. But Take- I know Alabama, Alabama did lose to San Diego State. I can't confirm that. Yeah. Take my word for it. I'm pretty sure that's the way it went. That Oh, Stan Van Gundy said something just utterly hysterical today. Wait, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was the San Diego State-Creighton game. Don't quote me on that one, but he was broadcasting one of the games. And um, so there was an offensive rebound, right? So the ball gets tipped beyond half court. Okay. And whoever was doing play-by-play of the game, they were explaining this to Stan. They were like, it's okay. You, you bat it back there like that. It's not an over and back situation. But because it went in the back court, you get a full shot clock, 30 oh. seconds. If it didn't go in the backcourt, it would be reset to 20 seconds. Okay, okay, okay. And SVG was like, yeah, that makes absolutely no (laughs) sense whatsoever. And you stop and think about that. That doesn't make any sense at all. Why would you get 10 extra seconds if you just volleyball it beyond half court? And go well, retrieve the rebound. And I saw this earlier in the tournament. By the way, we just had like a wrestling move. No, it wasn't anybody's fault, but somebody went down and the other guy just basically body slammed him. Um, I'll be honest. So I, I think I watched probably more college basketball than like probably 95% of the, the, the viewing public. Uh-huh. And I only bring it up because I did not know that you could tip it into the backcourt and it was considered you could keep possession. I just mm-hmm. thought it was a backcourt. I saw it like two or three days ago in a close game and I was like, that's a backcourt, that's a backcourt. And, you know, it wasn't today's game, but they casually mentioned, oh, yeah, you could tip it over into the backcourt. It's like, why isn't that just a backcourt? And then to your point, why does the clock reset as opposed to just, uh, you know, a, a, a missed shot? So that's funny. Um, Stan Van, this is his first tournament. I know that he re- actually replaced Reggie Miller. I haven't, I'm not as anti Reggie Miller as everybody else. Everybody else seems to think he's like not good. I thought he was fine in the tournament, but uh, I did see that. And uh, Stan Van. Uh, he's been he's been something. He's been something in this tournament for sure. You go, uh, you're a little borderline there. Thumbs down on SVG. No, he does the cliche like dad jokes, like about his yeah. bracket. And what did he say? He doesn't other? like uh, food being advertised because he gets hungry during the game. Yeah. He says that. Quite oh, a bit. Th- this was the quote that he said, which was like the most cliche. Like <laughs> I've heard this same joke since 1980. Was like. Uh, you know, it was like, oh, you know, calling the Kansas game. And it's like, yeah, Kansas with four McDonald's All-Americans. He's like, well, I was never a McDonald's All-American, but I sure do like to eat at McDonald's. Yeah. Uh, and like, the, the, yeah, and, and yeah, like yeah. the announcers like had to do like the half laugh. And it's like, <laughs> Stan, yeah. that's a good one, buddy, man. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah. So, so that was the one that I think I was just like, come on, Stan, come on, be better, buddy. Yeah. Work on the material. You know, listen, as a guy that just emceed a, a, a wedding, like, you got to work on the material a little <laughs> bit before you get on it, before it's go time, you know? So, by the way, how depressed did the Lakers look in the postgame? Uh, very, I think very just having depressed. LeBron back is just like, oh, God. We got some LeBron quotes for you next hour. Our producer, Bo Benson, was telling us, and boy, we got some humdingers coming up over here. Absolutely no doubt about that. Um, I, I, I like LeBron, but... He's, he's exhausting mean, sometimes. That's, yeah. that's like, just when you think LeBron has said things that are most ridiculous, there's just some, he, he tops himself over here. All right, coming up next, Tiki Tech officiating. You like it or not? We got action here. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. 
I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Here, Miami only down by four with about seven minutes to go here as the last ticket to the final four will be punched. We're broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help get you there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Aaron Torres, I got to get out of California, man. Got to get out of here. Wow. You can't bet in this state. You got to go offshore. I landed. I was going to go on the, uh, I know I was going to go with the Memphis Grizzlies. This goes way back to against Dallas on what Monday, I think it was. Yeah. And I go to enter the bat return game. I go uh, enter and it goes, uh, you're in a, you're in a state that does not allow this on this particular app over here. And I was just telling you, I'd be live betting the U right now, plus five and a half. Mm -hmm. They get a bucket. They trim into the deficit even more. And I, I can't do it here in California. It's obnoxious. No, it was crazy. The um, you know the, the 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 last election, whatever it was, whatever you want to call it, like six months ago, there was like two props, like prop being a prop, you know, like mm-hmm. a, a voting thing, not like a prop bet, like a proposition, and they were so confusing that I think it just led everybody to just not vote in favor of either. Like one was. The tribal casinos run things, and then one was like the DraftKings FanDuel online runs things, and it was like, it just got so confusing where I think everyone was just like, I don't know what to vote for, so I'm not voting for this, but uh, I'm disappointed, and uh, I also uh, wish that Texas had live sports betting, because I'm going to be at on the ground for the Final Four, and I'd probably make some bets there. So. Oh man, definitely. Yeah, right? I didn't even think about that. Live and on location? At some of these states, yeah. or you want to live bet these games or whatever, and they don't allow it. That's rough, man. That is a rough look right there. Okay, so Tiki Tack officiating, Aaron Torres. You mentioned this. It's a big talking point now. Be a big talking point tomorrow. The Creighton-San Diego State game. Tied up, final seconds. You've got San Diego State, a little leaner at the free throw mm-hmm. line. Slight contact. Slight contact on the hip. I would argue did alter the shot a bit. I think it was the right call, but how do you think about these ticky-tack calls? You could go back to the Super Bowl. That was another ticky-tack call. Sure. How do you like ticky-tack calls 
in the biggest moments because there's an argument to be made on both sides. Yeah, so I'm going to do the exact opposite of what a good radio host does. A good radio host has a strong opinion, stands by it, whatever. And, I, you know, my, my belief in that San Diego State-Creighton game, it was tied. Um, my belief was, I think it was a foul. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't so egregious that, like, it had to be called. Like, there were probably more aggressive plays that were not called um, you know, at various points throughout the game, but it was a foul by definition, and it's unfortunate that it happened in the final seconds. I will say this too: in real time, it actually looked a lot more aggressive, and that's not an excuse. That's not you know the refs are on the court, we're watching on TV, but in real time, it looked more aggressive than it was. Obviously, we have the opportunity to go back and look at three, four, five super slow motion replays, but even with those replays, Brian, it was a foul. It sucks. I wish. Creighton season had ended like that. I wish we didn't get an Elite Eight game end like that. I wish we'd gotten overtime and maybe a better way to settle who won that game mm-hmm. rather than Creighton losing by one, San Diego State winning by one to go to the Final Four. But it doesn't change the fact that San Diego State did win and San Diego State is going to Houston. I think, you know, I'm going to be mature for a second here, Aaron oh, wow. Torres, because, you know, I, I'm surprised. I'll be, yeah, I'll be honest with you. When I'm watching these games, I want peak entertainment value sure when I'm watching the Super Bowl and it's Eagles Chiefs I don't want that defensive holding penalty to be to be called because I want peak entertainment value. so peak entertainment value would have been overtime as opposed to the basically the walk-off free throw or at the very least you know Philly is down by three with a chance to either take the lead or tie it and go to overtime that's better for entertainment value but I'll say this we always look at it with what the official should or shouldn't have done. Mm -hmm. Let's take a step back from that and look at the players here. Sure. James Bradbury with the Eagles. If you grab the jersey, you're leaving it in the hands of the judges. We always say this in boxing, MMA. Don't leave it in the hands of the judges. When you do that, you leave it in their hands. Nigel Pack, we cut it to two. Two. Mm -hmm. Miami on the comeback trail over here. When you look at the Creighton game, that's a tough call for an official either way. Yeah. It's just slight contact. Do I make this call? And it's probably going to mean... Well, and here's the other thing, too. It was a tie game. It wasn't yeah. like Creighton was up two and the two free throw. Like, you know, so there's that element of it as well where, you know, it sucks, but it's just it, it was a tie game and he has to contest that shot because if he doesn't contest that shot, it's an uncontested runner. There, there was a little talk, Brian, too, by the way. Creighton had a foul to give, and they waited till there was about six, seven yep, seconds yep. left, which kind of set uh, San Diego State where they had to catch and go. So I don't know. But speaking of touch and go, we got ourselves a tie game Tied here up. in Kansas City. Wow. How about the U? Nice little comeback here. But Well, how much were they down by? They were down by at least 10. I know they that. Were down, yeah, about 10 with 10 minutes to go. And, wow. uh, hey, man, we've seen this before. San Diego State against Alabama, I was telling you, right? About a nine-point deficit for the Aztecs. They came back and won convincingly against Alabama. But, yeah, the the Creighton player, it's tough, right? It, it is a little yes. bit like James Bradbury as a quarterback. It is, totally. It's a little bit like you just can't make contact on the hip, I but I can understand how y- you got to challenge the shot. That's right? exactly like, it, yeah. Like, but, if, it, if they were up by two and – you know, whatever. Like, let's say they were up by two, and it was a three-pointer, and it was touch and go, and it was like, you know, whatever. And they ended up losing the game that way. And it was just like, well, you should have just stayed off of them. But this one, he like, he had to contest the shot. So mm-hmm. that's what makes it tough for me. This game is so good, by the way. I'm so sorry. We're I'm being a bad radio host right now, but this game is so freaking good. <laughs> 
Texas just drained a three. They're up by two now with about five I'll minutes to go. so we can focus on Just back house. and forth they go. This is good, man. This is for the final four. You know what? Let me be uh, maybe Captain Unfun right here. Ooh, okay. Okay? I, you might smack me around for this, Aaron Torres. Mm. I don't know, man, but... Are you into that? Because... No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't want to... If you're going to enjoy it, then I definitely won't, but no. I'm That's kidding. hilarious. You know what? For two minutes here, let me just rain on the Final Four parade just, okay. just for a second here. I, I just think it's overdone. I know it's meaningful. I get it. It's something to celebrate. That's fine. I'm not captain. Don't celebrate anything unless it's a championship. That's not what I'm saying. Do you have... Let's look at baseball. If you make it to the wild card, they're throwing champagne parties in the sure, locker room. Sure, like, sure. I'm not saying don't celebrate it, but the final four just goes to a different level. We're hanging banners for the sure. final four. Like, If you're looking at Tom Izzo, Michigan State head coach, he's made it to the final four eight times. Mm-hmm. One ring. Something like right? that, yeah. I, I don't know, man. Like We just don't celebrate the final four in it, any other sport at any other level. And we go crazy in college basketball. I just think it's overdone. It's so interesting. I've always said this, and and it's interesting as somebody who kind of covers the sport, is like, I remember one year, so I was in the locker room the year that Buddy Heald led Oklahoma to the the Final Four. Yep. And I remember being in the locker room and talking to all those guys, and they were like, we've been saying since the preseason, we want to get to the Final Four, and we're going. And I was like... They're going to get destroyed next game. And they did get destroyed. They lost to Villanova. That was Villanova's first of the the two titles in three years. And I remember being like, they're going to get destroyed because they kept talking about the goal has been to get to the Final Four. And what people don't realize is you still got to win two games once you get there. You know, and it's like, that's obvious, like you said, Captain Obvious. But it's also like... It is has always been an interesting thing about college basketball to me is like the conversation, like it isn't the road to the title. It's the road to the Final Four. Um, and I don't think it's good or bad, and it's a great celebration. It's a great event for people who have never been. I encourage you to check it out. But it is a weird thing where, you know, like, like yeah, two teams are going to lose next Saturday, and it's going to be really, really, really sad. But, like, the event itself is the Final Four, and I don't know. It's just uh, it's it's a very interesting thing that is very unique to college basketball. I just, if you compare it, let's keep it with basketball, you know? If you look at the NBA, we don't celebrate the Final Four in the NBA. No. Think about, there's a team last year that made it, the Dallas Mavericks. Sure. Okay? I missed so the playoffs this year. If you look at Dallas last season, and we can compare it to a Final Four team this year, we could compare it to UConn in a sure. second. But which was tougher, right? Which was a tougher achievement? Was it Dallas, who they won in six against Utah, and they were facing... Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert. They're playing true road games. Sure. Right? Not, not just neutral sites. Then the next series against the Suns, they won in seven. They won on the road, game seven, destroyed the Phoenix Suns yep. on the road. So think about that. That's 13 games. So you've got fatigue. You've got travel. You've got all that going in. You've got playoff intensity. You've got road games. Sure. Like That's a tough path even to get to the Final Four. No one cares. No one oh, cares. Yeah. And then compare it to, say, UConn. Again, impressive. I'm not saying it doesn't matter or it isn't impressive. Just comparison-wise, so they destroy all the teams they face. They beat Iona, St. Mary's, Arkansas. They avoided a one seed in Kansas. Mm-hmm. Arkansas upset uh, KU. And then they, they trounced Gonzaga. Sure. So it, it's nice. Good accomplishment. For sure. Be excited for it. But honestly, which is a tougher achievement? 
the Dallas Mavericks or UConn? Oh, I don't think there's any doubt it's a tougher achievement, but it's a different sport. Um, right. You know, what's a tougher achievement? Right now, the current state of the NFL where you play 17 games plus probably four playoff games or winning a college football title. It's obviously the NFL. Um, doesn't make it any less cool. So, yeah, no, I, I think that's fair. I think it's fair that it, it's definitely uh, it, like – the Mavericks getting to the Final Four of the NBA is more difficult, but yeah, it's an interesting point. They don't. Nobody's hanging a banner uh, in Dallas for making the Western Conference Finals. Nobody's hanging a banner, uh, you know, in Cincinnati for losing to the the Chiefs in the NFC Championship game. So, uh, NFC runner, AFC Championship, <laughs> AFC runner up t- uh, uh, banner. I don't think those exist. So it's an interesting deal, but it, it is very unique to college basketball, and I've never really understood why. Yeah. Look, the court right there says the road to the Final Four, um, and then like the Final Four, you get there, and the the the, the tagline is the road ends here, but you still got to win two games once you get there. So it's 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 a weird deal for sure. It really is, and uh, I mean, I'll compare it to another completely different sport just just for context, just to sort of check our math, if anything. Think about Jim Beheim. Just retired from Syracuse slash pushed out <laughs> from Syracuse. <laughs> but, but 47 seasons, right? Sure. And won a ton of games, over a thousand games. Five Final Fours, one title. So like think about a this. Decade, him. I, I look at the Colts' new head coach, Shane Steichen. I pick him because he's only 37 years sure, old. Sure, sure, sure. Right? Like, we know no one's going to last at one team for 47 seasons in the NFL. But let's just suspend reality for a second. Shane Steichen is with the Colts for the next 47 years. Sure. Okay. He makes it to the AFC title game five times. Sure. He wins one Super Bowl. We'd be, <laughs> we'd be like, dude, what the hell? 47 years and one ring? No, it's amazing. You know? Well, Bayheim's such a unique cat. I, I remember saying that for years. Like, this was before, I remember saying this in like 2010. When it was like, and he made like two Final Fours after that, but I think in like 2010, he had been there, you know, whatever it is, 34 years and had three Final Fours and it literally came out to like once every 11 years. And I remember being like, everybody calls him an all-time great. Like his greatness is that he's been good enough to not get fired. Like that's really what his greatness is. Um and so it, it college basketball is a weird sport because and then there's college basketball and you know this being a Notre Dame guy there's like it, it's weird in in like the NFL like everyone's goal is the Super Bowl and if you're not in contention in a four or five year period like you're getting run out where you have a school like Notre Dame like Miami prior to this two season run you just make the tournament oh you know Mike Bray was at Notre Dame for 23 years he never made a Final Four but they were just happy with him finishing. You know, Sweet 16, second round, Sweet 16, NIT, second round, Sweet 16, NIT, second round. So it's it's a different sport for sure. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. It's uh, <laughs> it's tough for these days to have a nuanced opinion because it sounds like you're just whizzing on all things college basketball. And that's not what I'm for doing. Sure. I'm just saying I think the Final Four just hoopla. I, I think it goes beyond the actual achievement. I, I think it goes beyond. But I would also argue... I mean, you do have to win four single elimination games. I mean, you have to get through four rounds of whatever. Yeah. So hey, it's certainly not easy, and it certainly is an achievement. I just think we're basically throwing a figurative ticker tape parade. Sure. When it's no, you're not wrong. Yeah, it's not called for. All right, we got uh, Miami. Just about two minutes to go, tied up. Miami going to the free throw line. This is a doozy over here, Aaron Torres. It's a good game. Really good game. Still overpaying for a razor in this economy? 
gross. With Dollar Shave Club, you can get a top-shelf shave at a regular shelf price. Dollar Shave Club is available at a store near you in the men's razor aisle. That's it. That's the ad. Okay. We got a lot more to go. Oh, we got fun with mock drafts over here, Aaron Torres. We'll be the first to react to Miami and Texas. Are we heading for overtime over here? Possibly. Or a last-second foul. That could go either way. <laughs> well, it'd be not another ticky-tack foul at the end to decide it, you know? Let's hope for that not to happen. All right, we'll talk some more college hoops and get you, man, big-time disparity with some of these NFL mock drafts, what could happen quarterback-wise, some interesting stuff. That's on the way. I'm Brian No, He's Aaron Torres. Keep it locked right here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian No, He's Aaron. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Torres here on Fox Sports Radio coming to you live from the TireRack.com studios. Man, looks like Miami's going to the final four here, Aaron Torres. Nice little comeback. The state of California hated on me. I would have made a nice little wager on Miami. They had all the momentum and the state of California said, no, not on your sports book of choice here. No, that's not allowed in this state. So I'm lighter in the wallet. How about this? I was at UConn when they lost to... George Mason in the Elite Eight. Jim Laranega was the head coach of George Mason. Jim Laranega is the head coach of Miami. UConn, Miami next week. Mm. Revenge game for Huskies of a certain age. He's done a great job, man. We were talking about Jim Laranega taking Miami to back-to-back Elite Eight appearances the last two seasons. <laughs> That's the only time in program history They've made it to the Elite Eight. Mm-hmm. And now they have a Final Four on top of that. Most likely. I don't want to jinx it. They're up by four going to the foul line with about 16 seconds to go. It's going to take a lot for Texas to win this game. But um, look, crazier things have happened as Miami pushes it up to five. There was an interesting play in this Miami game. So I think it was tied at the time, Aaron. I'm not positive about that. But you had Miami miss a shot. Texas was boxing out, and the Texas player just kept backing the the Miami player out. He just kept on blocking out, blocking out, and he actually undercut the Miami player who was going over the the back 
to try to get the rebound. I thought it was the right call. He just went too far boxing out. Some people look at that and be like, what, you can't box out anymore? Well, you, I thought it was the right call. What did you think? I actually, I don't have the rule book in front of me. I'll be curious if they go to a rules official. I think you're allowed to. Uh, I think you're allowed to to do what he did. Uh, we had uh, a listener tweet in, care to comment on the fact that you can't box out anymore. To me, it looked like a perfectly legal box out. The guy can jump, but you're allowed the space. Now, now the question becomes right. Like they they say on offense, like they say on defense, right? If you're jumping. If you're shooting and I jump straight up, I'm allowed the space like, you know, underneath mm-hmm. my feet. So I don't know if that would apply to the defender as well. Right. Um, so yeah, that's a good way to look at it. You right. know what I mean? Like, like, like I don't that's know. That's his space. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I don't know what the ruling. So like, it's weird, right? Again, it goes back to what I, what I said a minute ago um, is like. I know we're supposed to have super strong opinions on everything, but that's just one I don't know what the rule is. And I know right. we're supposed to be the sports guys that know everything and everything. I don't know what the actual rule is, and I'll be curious to see if this is commentated on uh, at all on the post game. So it's a really interesting play because let's just say both guys don't leave their feet. All right. Yeah. And Texas guy is just boxing out the Miami guy and pushing him back farther and farther away from the basket. Mm-hmm. That's obviously allowed. But with the Miami player jumping in the air and the Texas guy continuing to box out and actually undercuts him and the Miami guy falls down, it's a different deal. I What you're saying makes common sense here mm-hmm. where if you're jumping up that is your space to land that's what i mean and, yeah and the texas guy and, but i don't know if that. that's a rule on 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 a box out yeah, as well it's a know. rule on offense I have to find that yeah. out yeah but it it i wish steve DeSager was here he has the answer makes to sense. everything makes yeah. sense to me makes sense hey to steve me. hey steve <laughs> <laughs> hey we've got some audio from lebron james here real fast do you want to hear this lebron Not really but i will this is going to be entertaining aaron torres lebron Somehow finding a way to give himself credit, coming back from his foot injury. Check this out. Did anyone ever suggest surgery? Yeah, two doctors. Why did you decide against it? Because I went to LeBron James' feet, and he told me I should. (laughs) Really, What a comedian. (laughs) You know, we talk about old man jokes. He should have gone to the Michael Jordan of feet. He'd be better off. <laughs> Too soon. I mean, I will say Dan Byer brought up a great point the other day about the Jordan MJ stuff. It's like, has anyone in real life ever had that conversation? Like, have you ever been at a barbecue and like, you're a LeBron guy? Well, I got to get out of here. Let me tell you. Uh-huh. I, and then the other guy's like, and you're like, six, six and oh in the finals. Like, that's never happened. I, I I mean I guess it's for uh I, I, I guess it you know it makes for great TV radio whatever um but also um but also uh but also I've I've just literally never heard that conversation in real life ever. It, it used to happen out here like in 2009 2010 but it was LeBron and Kobe. Yeah. Well they're they're contemporaries. Yeah, yeah that least. was that was the conversation out here in Los Angeles but yeah no one's ever yeah, the no thing, one's ever done that. There's some I do it all the time. You, you do, do it, Chris Perfetch, just uh, the barbershop. And, yeah, yeah. I just walk up to people in the street, just be like LeBron or MJ, <laughs> and they engage. They can't help. Yeah, it. just start a fight right I, there. And, and I think people would engage, but it's just not a conversation anyone actually has in real life. It's unbelievable. I, it just, I can't remember the saying off the top of my head, but it's something about like let other people tell you how great you are. Sure. And LeBron is not subscribed to that. 
<laughs> LeBron no. thinks that he's a boxer. LeBron thinks that he's yeah, promoting know, a big prize right. fight. You know what I'm saying? Like Sunday against the Bulls, you can't win that. But uh, you know, yeah, there was a term by uh, um, who was the golfer? Uh, there was like a golfer that a term applied to him called fig jam. Fig jam, which stood for blank. I'm good. Just ask me. Wow, that sounds like what uh, was it? F- that sounds F- like I'm Brooks Kepka or something over there. So, but what is the acronym? F I Fig Jam. Uh, F- what does it stand I'm for? Good, just ask me. F I'm good. Just ask oh, okay, me. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah. That sounds. I mean, that sounds like LeBron for sure. Look at Larinaga, dude. He's like, oh, I uh, these these youngins, they're can, the best. Can we just recap for a second what he just said right there? Because sometimes LeBron. Waxing poetic about LeBron, just sort of like it's white noise. It just goes like right over your head. He came back from a foot injury and he's like, yeah, a couple of guys told me I needed surgery. Oh yeah. Well, why didn't you get it LeBron? Well, because I'm a, I'm a superhuman. Let's start with that. I'm a healing machine. And I also went to the LeBron James of foot guys over there. There is so much ego. I'm not a guy that tries to just look for anything to crush LeBron. I'm really not that guy. And more times than not, as a basketball player, more times than not, I do defend him. But there is no defense for this. You talk about stroking your own ego. That is... One of the ultimate ego stroke sound bites. That's about ten seconds. There were like three ego strokes in there. Um, he's the he's insufferable. He's a great basketball. <laughs> you know, I, I've said this many times about LeBron. He is going to be the worst retired guy ever <laughs> because he's so he has to make everything about himself. Yeah, like you're right. You yeah. know, like I was saying, like the year that they missed the playoffs or whatever, and he was dunking in Bronny's layup lines. I was like. This guy needs to be the center. Has He's going to be. be so exhausting when he when he retires. He will be. He's going to be doing some weird stuff to get attention. Remember when Jose Canseco, like the finger fell off at the poker table? You remember that? I don't. Tr- trying to get uh, attention. I think that's going to be LeBron somehow. LeBron's going to be trying too hard guy, no doubt. <laughs> right, we got Monty Bolaños with us. This evening, Monty, with the latest, what's going on over here? Oh, LeBron, I, I'm glad you guys played that because I read it and I was like, I can't believe this guy. The Le- I went to LeBron James. He he wanted to say foot. He like held. He's like, is it foot or is it feet? I'm not sure. What happens if he seriously gets hurt again? Well, like, like I, I don't. I would never wish. I would never wish ill will upon anybody. Right. But imagine if he got seriously hurt and it was like. That sound would be played into eternity. Yeah. If he really did, and I, I don't even believe that. I think he's, you know, he's doing the LeBron dramatic effect. Oh, two doctors said I couldn't. Mm-hmm. But I, it was like, you know, that NBA Finals when he lost game whatever and he showed up with like a full body cast to the to the, uh, <laughs> g- the the final podium. Like, this is what I feel like. I feel like he probably saw one doctor, the doctor was fine, but he had to do the whole, oh, two doctors said I can't. Well, imagine if they did. And I, I, I again, I, I hope this is clear. I'm not wishing injury upon anybody. That play, that that soundbite would be played into eternity if anything happens to him. Yeah, or if he ends up getting surgery in the offseason. Exactly, right? Yeah, like, come on, man. Come on. Guys, I really 
did not think Miami was going to pull it off. The way that they were playing, I thought it was going to be Texas that was headed to the Final Four, but no, it's Miami. They won 88-81 to against Texas, their first Final Four in program history. So I'm sure they are stoked. San Diego State is also headed to their first ever Final Four in program history after defeating Creighton earlier today, 57-56. to Right now in the NBA, it's the Grizzlies who are still beating the Hawks 77-72 to halfway through the third quarter. While the Celtics have extended their lead over the Spurs, 86-68, less than five minutes to go in the third. Jalen Brown, 30 points, nine rebounds. And the Cavs up on the Rockets, 79-63, with five minutes to go in the third quarter. Later today, the... Yes. Oh, it just started. It just started. Okay, so the Blazers are playing the Thunder. 26-19 is a score. Two minutes to go in the first. They're saying that the Trailblazers are probably just going to bench Damian Lillard the rest of the season. They're like three and a half games out of the final play-in spot. And I did check. He was listed as out. And so was everybody else for the Blazers. The Blazers aren't playing any of their starters in this game. So I think they are going to officially just bench Damian Lillard for the rest of the season, which makes sense. I got a little NFL news for you guys because there was the annual league meeting today. So I read a bunch of articles, and this is what I got for you. Mm -hmm. Broncos head coach Sean Payton told the NFL Network that Denver is not trading wide receivers Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. He did acknowledge that he's heard the rumors. He said that that's not happening and that people have called, but they're not trading them. Buccaneers head coach Todd Bowles says that they lost their aura with Tom Brady retiring, but that they still have the expectation to be great. They still want to win the division and that they want to do damage in the playoffs. He also gave high praise to Baker Mayfield. He said he may not have the strongest arm, but everything else, he's a leader. He has great understanding of the game. The players love to be around him, and they will fight for him because he is a winner. That's what he said about Baker Mayfield. Mm. Jets head coach Robert Sala. Did he get struck by lightning? <laughs> Maybe. That time Maybe. Then? I know. <laughs> Jets that, head coach. I like the whole he he doesn't really have a strong arm, but yes, thing. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. Like, Brian, no, you have a really <laughs> annoying voice. But yeah. other than that, you're a great radio. Great yeah. radio host. Li- that's literally what he said. I couldn't believe it. Now, Jets head coach Robert Sala was obviously asked about Aaron Rodgers. He did say that he doesn't have an update on Aaron Rodgers, but he acknowledged that having some Somebody like Rodgers say that he wants to play for the Jets is pretty cool and that it shows how far the Jets have come. Mm. The last I got for you, Bills head coach Sean McDermott says that he's aware that the AFC East has beefed up their rosters so that they need to continue to reinvent themselves to stay on top of the division and specifically that he wants Josh Allen to begin taking fewer hits. Well, no, duh. Obviously, that would be a good plan. I can't. Guys, it's been fun. Back to you. Always fun. (laughs) According to obviously, you don't want him to get hit. (laughs) Obviously. That's not a hot take. Come on. Not at all. (laughs) Good stuff as always here, Monty, for sure. Brian, though, and Aaron Torres with you here on Fox Sports Radio, live from the Tyrac.com studios. Okay. Um... Mock draft-wise, you big mock draft guy there, Aaron Torres? Love mock drafts, You're a big yes. Twitter guy. You you have tweeted more during the show than I will tweet in the next, like, four weeks. I, I need I, to be way more active on I know, social media. I, I, I like college hoops, and so, <laughs> you know, I, one thing leads to another, leads to another. And I am one of those people that I, like, use Twitter in real time, and it definitely comes back to bite me. Uh, like, yeah. you know, because like out, like the day Alabama, like the opening round of the tournament, like the two, three, and four seed lost, and I was like, oh, Alabama's going to be here for a while, and then they lose, and like 75 people pull up that tweet, so it is what it is, um, but you know, I, I'm responding to this tweet, though. It's pretty good. 
Steve S.S. Kirk just tweeted at me. Uh-huh. This is the vacation Final Four. San Diego, Miami, Boca, Stores, Connecticut, baby. <laughs> now, he's a Connecticut guy. I know him a little bit, uh, but yes, so... I like that. It's crazy with the final four that we have over here. First time ever to the final four for three of the four teams. Oh, yeah. Isn't that wild? So San Diego State, first trip to the final four. Florida Atlantic, first trip. Miami, first trip. UConn's like, I don't know, like the uh, won multiple titles. Like They're the established program out mm-hmm. of everybody else. That's and Which is man. ironic because their head coach had never won a tournament game at UConn before this season. He had won a tournament game at his previous job, but it was kind of like a pseudo hot take. Uh, not a pseudo hot take, but in the UConn community, it was kind of like, well, uh, you know, if he doesn't win one this year, we got to start asking some tough questions. So, uh, so yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, we'll circle back to that, but mock draft wise, I-, I love a couple of these. So the most recent mock drafts. Can I, can I jump on in on it real time. quick before you do yeah, that? What do you My favorite thing is like when it's very clear that an editor tells an, a mock draft guy, uh-huh. like, we need two mock drafts this week, when it's like, well, you know, I, I had Bryce Young going one, but nothing has happened in the last 36 hours. Now, I mean, I could see him going six to Philly, and it's like, <laughs> it's like nothing has happened. I know. Like, especially like before, like, remember that week when like Anthony Richardson, it was like, oh, there's the, the betting markets say he's going one. It's like, we don't even think the Bears are keeping the pick. We don't know who's get like what what is inspiring people to bet Anthony Richardson when we don't even know who's going to keep the number one pick. Well, now that we know what the number one overall pick is, Carolina has it with that trade against with the Bears. This is interesting. Daniel Jeremiah of NFL Network. He's got Carolina taking Bryce Young number one overall. You know, I don't know how you feel, Aaron. I didn't understand all of the reaction. Once Carolina traded up to number one, it was like, it's C.J. Stroud. The betting lines went crazy in favor of C.J. Stroud. And I'm like, I mean, maybe it might end up being the guy, but I didn't understand why he was that much of a significant favorite where it's like, is Frank Reich like his godfather or something? Like, what what is the tie-in why it's clearly going to be C.J. Stroud? Well, you know, the only thing I'll say is that, like, when you trade up to get the number one pick, I do think the assumption is that you know who you want. And I don't think it was, it, it was obvious. So somebody probably leaked, oh, C.J. Stroud's the guy, so that's where it came from. That's the only thing I can think of because it did make it was like a, a weird like cycle of like well they know their guy and then it was definitively C.J. Stroud for like a seventy two hour period and then people were like ah you know I don't really know so uh, Daniel Jeremiah he's got Bryce Young going number one overall to the Panthers number two Texans take C.J. Stroud okay then you get the Colts according to Daniel Jeremiah Anthony Richardson they go with the Florida kid right. Mm-hmm. He's got Will Levis tumbling all the way to number 19, going to Tampa Bay. How about that? That Now, that's who knows how it's going to shake out. But I'm just wondering what the major curveball of the draft is going to be because we're going to get a couple of them. I will say the, the thing, my, my personal belief is that Anthony Richardson is either going to go really high or I, I could see him being the dude that, that just tumbles down the draft boards because it sounds great to draft like the super high upside quarterback with all the physical tools. Right. Until it's time to take him at number four and you're like, this dude completed 54% of his passes. Yeah. This is really the guy that we're hinging our... Because, you know, like you, you draft a guy that high, 
Like you're betting basically your your career. Like if he doesn't work out, you're not going to get a chance to draft another quarterback. And oh by the way, if if you draft a guy that high, you got to play him as well. So I'm just saying he's the one that I I like I could see it where he goes and everything's good and blah 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 this and that. Um but I could also see the scenario where like he goes way lower than people anticipate. I'm so curious to see how it shakes out for the quarterbacks primarily. It's a much different draft this year than last year cuz you remember Kenny Pickett was the only first round guy. Yep. That was it. Now we got that you know what the draft last year was kind of like the NCAA tournament this sure, year. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> we, we, I know we don't exactly have the big about. names. We don't have the quarterback pizzazz. But or, did you watch it, though? Yeah, yeah. And it was I great. definitely watched it. It was a lot of Live fun. Live from Vegas. Yeah. Forget all the stuff. You know, Javon Walker going one. I guess this year's NFL draft was like last year's NCAA tournament. Where you had the big names sure. and you That's know fair. Duke, North Carolina, and all that. So, so yeah, North Carolina as the eight seed was kind of like the Anthony Richardson. They're like, yeah, he probably should be here, <laughs> but he probably shouldn't be here. And yeah. you know, we can see the scenario where this happens, but also that. Yeah, I could see that. Okay, coming up next, we close it down in style. Need more details on why JJ Redick has blocked Aaron Torres. I need to know the full story on that. Oh, that's a great story. Yeah. and then a, also, Yesterday was the one-year anniversary. Okay. Uh, we'll celebrate that right around the corner. I'm Brian No, He's Aaron Torres. This is Fox Sports Radio. Down third. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi. Checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Teen in the second half, the hurricane storm all the way back. And for the first time in school history, Miami is going to the final four 88 81 there it is miami punching their ticket to the final four that was the progressive play of the day brought to you by progressive insurance progressive makes bundling easy and affordable get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle rv boat atv and more all your protection in one place Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Compliments of Westwood One. Kevin Kugler on the call right there. Man, I threw the reads away too early there, Aaron Torres. Not, it's a little behind the radio, behind the scenes. Not professional like by me right there. Brian, no, and Aaron what Torres with you here. Though? No, I'm kidding. Fox Sports Radio. Man, 
You mentioned this, I think, off air. I can't remember no, if it was on or off, but who's happy with officiating in any sport at any level? I bring this up because the Final Four is set, and you had controversial calls in both games. You had, of course, the ticky-tack foul in the Creighton-San Diego State game. I'll let you break it to Ephraim Salam coming up next. That was a bit of a bogus call. but I actually think the Miami call was more egregious. I think, unless I don't know the rule correctly, I think... Once, once you, once you establish yourself, you're allowed to go wherever you want. And he jumped over him, um, and that obviously was what put Miami ahead for good. Uh, but I have no problem with the San Diego State call at all. So you know, the more I watch the San Diego State call, the San Diego San Diego State guy really sells it. He does sell it well because when he but go- the hand is on the hip though. It is on the hip. He goes up straight and lets it fly. And then just falls straight to the left. Sure. You know, like, he sold it really well. Hey, oh, no, he sold it well. I still think it was a foul. Yeah. It was, it was close. Probably the right call, but borderline. But we can agree on this. No one is happy with officiating on any level. Is it a while? Everybody hates officiating. NBA level, we had according to Monsi, and she pointed out a lot of uh, Ticky-tack technicals, right? Like, Can I ask you one quick question? What do you have? Now that the Final Four is set, yep. it's we have in the first game San Diego State, Florida Atlantic, the second game UConn and Miami. Are you excited about that at all? Because I, I will tell you, if I wasn't a UConn guy, I would probably be, I'm going to go down to Houston for a few days to network and do some stuff. I would probably be getting out of town as fast as possible <laughs> if it was anyone other than you like if it was Gonzaga instead of UConn in that final four I couldn't get out of town fast enough I'll be completely honest with you okay be on, completely honest not a, not like 80 percent be completely honest 100 100 percent honest today Sunday March 26th not that excited when it's what yeah. Saturday night final four time this is for a chance to get to the championship game yeah absolutely okay totally excited you. like this is for all the marbles over here this is for a championship you know sure so, yeah, and the, I'll be all in when it comes time for it. The other thing, too, is like they're not big brands, but like everybody today was like either Creighton or San Diego State could go to the Final Four. It's so inconceivable. It's like San Diego State's been awesome for like 15 years. They've just never had a run like this. They had, you know, literally one of the best players on the planet went there. Um, you know, like, like they've been good forever. And then Miami, they were the ACC regular season champs. Right. So they're not huge brands, but you can't say like, you can't watch Miami, what they did to Houston and Texas back-to-back, and not tell me that's not a really good basketball team. Right. And it's funny, too. This year is one of those years where it shows you how many teams truly were capable of sure. winning a championship. And it makes me wonder how many years were off the mark with that. Oh, you know well, what I mean? And the other thing, too, which I, I just I tweeted because I tweet a lot, but is that um, <laughs> like you can legitimately argue like Florida Atlantic's toughest game was round one against Memphis. Miami was down in the final minutes against Drake. Yeah. Like, I know we'll never know, but like if Drake beats Miami, what is this bracket right now? Right. You yeah. know, it's so it's like it's stupid because it, it, it didn't happen. Miami won. But to your point about the NBA, like the Mavs got to beat the Suns four out of seven times. It's not a one and done deal. Right. And so it's just wild how this bracket can break. It really is. And you said this off the air. I'll give you credit. I thought about stealing it, but I won't. No, 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 no. Yeah. Drake gave Miami a tougher test than a one seed Houston did. Sure. I mean, I yeah, I just said that that was the toughest test they had all. That's all wild. Right? I know. Well, no, it's it is crazy. It is crazy. Okay, so why did JJ Reddick block you? Oh, I can't tell the story what, in one minute. 
What? Give me the Cliff's Notes version. What happened over there? Last year, Houston Villanova, low scoring, sloppy physical game. All I tweeted out was NBA Twitter is all upset if if co- if NBA games were refed like college game or if NBA players were allowed to play defense like college players were, uh-huh. uh, we would see a lot of games in the seventies and the eighties. He took it as nobody in NBA plays defense. He tweeted out, tell me you don't watch the NBA without telling me you don't watch the NBA. Uh, So guess what? There was about eight, nine games scored in the 70s in the playoffs uh when defense was being played. I told him every single time until he started blocking me. Until he did block me. See, you can be concise, Aaron Torres. There's more details that were better than that. (laughs) At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.